0: Good afternoon, Hawkeye fans. We are uh, starting a busy, busy afternoon. Appreciate y'all being here and um, lots to get to, man. Uh, We've got uh, so much in the way of recruiting. Of course, it is a signing day today and uh, I think all of the Iowa signees have, or commits I should say, have officially signed. Um, this is now the de facto signing day. Of course, uh, usually it was in the early part of the class year. So typically we'd see uh, National Signing Day or what uh, we'd label as National Signing Day take place. What in January, February? I don't even remember now. Isn't that crazy? I think it's in February. But uh, now with the early signing period, uh, athletes typically sign on this day, the day it opens, or the opportunity opens. and uh, The Hawkeyes add another solid class, another really solid class, and we can talk about some of the highlights of these classes, but really what we're going to get to this afternoon is a lot of player interviews. We've got a ton of athletes going to be jumping on the show throughout the afternoon. I know a lot of you are probably at work right now. I know most don't get this day off. It's not a holiday for people. I get that, but uh, if you've uh, got us on while you're at work, appreciate that Uh, maybe put us on in the background of uh, whatever you're working on your computer or perhaps you can if you've got youtube premium i believe you can actually turn your screen off and have the audio going so that's also an option but this is uh, an edition of hawkeye hangout so we have our hawkeye hangout sponsors to thank we'll hear from them a little bit later our iowa football signing day special this is the third straight year of me doing this and i enjoy it every year it's a it's a challenge. It's it's a busy time. and um, But I'll tell you what, there's nothing more gratifying, or at least not from my standpoint, my vantage point, nothing more gratifying with this show than being able to talk to these young student-athletes who this is one of the biggest days of their young lives. And so um, congratulations to all of them. We will run through every single recruit that has signed as part of this 2024 Iowa football recruiting class. We'll talk to some of them and we'll talk about all of them over the next four hours yes four hours we're gonna be here for four hours and don't forget we've got post-game coverage tonight with a special guest a man you may remember and know former iowa basketball forward jess settles will be with coach close and i so it's gonna be a fun day i'll probably sleep pretty well tonight so uh that's a good thing and um We'll we'll get into it here in a, in a minute. A uh, couple things before we get to our uh, callers. We do have the, a call line open right now. We're going to have to be patient with our, our phone line today simply because we have got a schedule of recruits, of these signees coming on to chat with us, talk about their decision, what they bring to Iowa football, exciting stuff coming. But I'd like to mix in some calls here or there. But if you're on hold for quite some time, just recognize that uh, it's because we're running a tight ship here. And um, I think we have Kyle in our chat. He is uh, moderating the live chat this afternoon. So as always, please be respectful of everybody. Certainly be respectful of the athletes, the student athletes that are jumping on and uh, their coaches. This is not a, uh, this of course is a platform from the Hawkeye of the storm where, um, you know, we're honest, I'm honest and tell it like it is. But at the same time, I really value uh, everybody treating each other with respect and uh, criticisms are never personal here. So please don't make it personal, even in the chat or certainly over the phone line. The phone line, if you want to call in and provide your thoughts on this class, maybe a specific player in this class, the phone line is 515 635 1601. 515 And, um, I'll throw this up on the bottom ticker, uh, bottom of your screen. Um, and you can also call by means of StreamYard. That link is in the description of our stream here on YouTube. We are streaming on YouTube. This uh, live stream will be podcasted for your listening on Spotify, on Apple, on Amazon, all your major podcast platforms. So if you can't listen to all four hours today, I totally understand that. Um, Listen to the rest of it. I think uh, personally, I think with the guests we have on here, the callers, everything, the coaches, the expertise, not for myself, from people that understand the sports we cover a lot better than I do or our callers do. I think this is one of the best out there, but that's not for me to decide. So certainly go on your favorite platform, listen to our audio podcast, and then give us a five star rating um, if uh, if that works. We've got James in our chat. Let's uh, see if we can get James on here for a minute before our first athlete arrives. James, welcome.
1: What's up? What's up, man? How are you? I only got like an hour, so I was just going to tune in for until I got to go. But one thing I seen, did KJ Parker sign? Because he's the only one I didn't see that sign. That, I didn't see his name on the thing.
0: KJ will be joining us this hour, so um, we can ask him that question. I, I, uh, have not I don't know if it got one.
1: updated. I just didn't see him on the actual Iowa page.
0: Yeah, good question. Um, I don't have the answer to that. Of course, most of these athletes, all of these athletes, are signing officially at different periods of the day. And of course, some of these guys have ceremonies where they're not really signing the official papers, but it's kind of a, yeah, uh, uh what's the word? A formality, if you will. So I, I guess I don't. I, I'm assuming if he hasn't signed by now, I know he's. Uh, he told me that. Uh, well, I don't want to share that. Uh, he he should be signing at some point. If he I hasn't, I didn't
1: know. I didn't see him on the actual like, the Iowa Twitter page when they tweeted out all the. When
0: he was I, getting, I I have we we have here according to a source that he's signed, but we'll we'll confirm that with with KJ when he jumps on with us here in a little bit.
1: Maybe Iowa the Iowa football page maybe on Twitter was just late. In the
0: yeah, Iowa has not posted anything. I don't believe.
1: Yeah, that's why I just didn't. Cause I seem like everybody else pretty much, but I didn't see him.
0: Yeah, what do you think about the class, James?
1: I mean, obviously, you know, I'm it's kind of what you expect i think from a typical iowa class they recruit a lot of in-state guys which i mean there's nothing wrong with that too but i feel like the out-of-state guys we got two are good and i'm excited for restarting the retrospective like obviously going into the next year probably be number four obviously but like you just hope you can keep these guys around. you never know what the portal sometimes especially at quarterback the portal's crazy at quarterback you know that i know that so like i feel like in general at that position you never know really and Running back too, we have a lot of depth at running back. That's why I was kind of surprised right now. Nobody's put their name in the portal, just because you have so many running backs. There's still time. I know, but I'm saying right now I'm just so surprised. You have so many guys in that room. It's like well, you can't you can only play so many. You and you only have so many snaps in a game to play them. Like it's kind of hard to play everybody.
0: Don't be surprised if one of those guys enters the portal after the bowl game. And I, yeah. I don't have any inside information on that. There have been talks about you know Caleb Johnson, Jazz Patterson. I think Caleb Johnson said something on a, a live Instagram stream um, that he did with I think Caleb Brown. I don't watch that stuff, but I've had a number of people tell me that he made the comment that he bleeds black and gold, and that he's going to be back next year. So that's great if that's if they can keep a stable of running backs and then add. You know they Driven add a guy like Doll.
1: Depends on his. Obviously he broke his arm, so it's not like the end of the. Obviously helping for him for a recovery. Anyways, but it's not like an ACL or something where it's harder to recover yeah, the, from.
0: The nice thing about the situation with but, Brevin is, and I'm real high on Brevin, but with the injury you positives. Yeah. You 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 should have knock on wood. The running back position tends to get dinged up, but uh you should be able to keep him
1: well on even the sidelines. Let's say even if we lose one. So let's say like we lost a jazz, you still have Kate, Caleb Johnson, you know, uh LeShawn Williams, Kamari Moulton played well last year. I feel like in his time, he played well for a true freshman. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, for a true freshman, he played well, I feel like. And then, obviously, Terrell Washington. So, I feel like that room's deep already. Hopefully, injuries – you know, injuries did hit us last year at that position. They kind of had to put Kamari in a situation where he had to play a little bit. But you don't – You I don't think that's an every-year situation, you know what I mean, where you have three running backs for down.
0: But, again, um, you know, Kamari's experience that he got this year, specifically at Penn State, one of the toughest places to play – Assuming you can at least bring two of the three uh, guys in the depth chart back in Jazz Patterson, Caleb Johnson, and LeSean Williams, that's a pretty nice, healthy the one group thing that you're comfortable with.
1: The one thing I like about this running back room is like the difference. Like, Brevin Dahl is more of a speed guy, you know, a quick, more a quick guy, you know, and then Xavier Williams is more of a run you over kind of guy. And I like kind of having 2 change the pace guys because sometimes it's hard to have the same guy, you know, like everybody be a speed back or everybody be a power back because then, like, you don't have that combination sometimes it makes it easier where you can put some people in in certain packages you know you can give people more playing time if that makes sense
0: absolutely and it'll be interesting to see who the new offensive coordinator is and how uh, if, if any if it's any different what the run scheme looks like if it's Paul Christ, we know you know he's a former quarterback but he's been a part of offenses that have been really good on the ground so even though he's not necessarily an O-line guru himself he understands the running back position and uh, he, he and I, I've heard from a lot of people who have said, hey, I think he fits exactly what Kirk wants. And that's probably true. And he's definitely one of the, the three or four candidates that uh, that Kirk is considering right now. And for good reason, I'd be I'd be thrilled with Paul, Christ to be quite frank. And I haven't talked about that in the show, but I think he'd be an excellent candidate based on personnel and based on what Kirk
1: wants. For sure. I agree with you. But the two positions, I feel like we hit the best in this. And obviously, it's not on the offensive side of the ball, for you, but it's D-line. I really like Chenecki. I think that's his name. Uh, I
0: believe it's Cheneke, but I could be so, wrong.
1: You know, you know, I met on Joseph Anderson, Devon Kennedy. Like, I feel like all those guys have upside, and they're all different kind of style players too. I Very
0: athletic like. group. I mean, yeah,
1: I, I'm happy know, with that group did. because I feel like it gives you a different look of what you had. Kind of, no offense to Joe Evans and Joe Evans, but like, I feel like they're different styles than Joe Evans, but they still can fit that defense if that makes sense. Like,
0: keep in mind, Joe Evans was a quarterback in high school. Yeah, and and it's played an exception. I'm not saying he's
1: played great. He was great.
0: But Joseph Anderson, Devon Kennedy, and Chima Chineke are all very athletic kids. And, I mean, I'm just running through um, for anybody that doesn't know who we're talking about. um, Joseph Anderson's listed at 6'5", 210. My guess is all these kids, when they come on the show today, are going to tell me, hey, I'm a little bit bigger now. But Joseph Anderson, 6'5", 210. Really good athlete. Um, You talk about Chineke, 6'5", 240 out of Plano, Texas. And then, um, and of course, who would be missing? Devon Kennedy out of uh, the Phoenix area. Um, he is listed as six foot four, 240. So big kids, true defensive lineman. And I don't think that had anything to do with why Ontario Thompson entered the portal. That one's still. I'm yeah, st- I, yeah, I don't understand, I don't understand, that, I understand
1: on that, one. that one. But another, no, last position I think is like DB with like Jalen Watson. His speed is. Crazy. I've seen all of his highlights on Twitter. His speed is absolutely crazy. And then, obviously, Rashad Godfrey, I think, brings you kind of a different style too to whether he plays corner safety. I don't know what is Godfrey listed as corner safety.
0: Um, he's listed as a DB, I believe, but I think he's projected. Uh, I think he's projected as a uh, as a DB as as a safety. Excuse me. All
1: right. Well, I know Watson played a lot of corner and wide receiver. He was really good a wide receiver in, in, in high school too, which is kind of weird. But I feel like you have the athletic system back there that you want to have in the DB room. And then obviously, you bring in all the Iowa linebackers. <laughs> you pretty much got every linebacker from Iowa this year, almost in and Buffington and Rise.
0: And those guys are those guys are are joining the fray that was last year.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. We can't forget about on the D line. We can't forget about Drew Campbell as well. We can't forget about Legacy.
0: Absolutely. Drew Campbell will have a lot regardless of where he ends up lining up, but you talked about Derek Weisskopf and, uh, don't forget last year with adding Ben Keeter and, uh, Aiden Hall, really yeah, strong, young group of linebackers. They've got to uh, develop with Seth and Ball.
1: even, uh, Who's the guy that played a little bit dish on special teams? You got ejected from the game. I forgot who it was. Shire, Carson Shire, Carson Shire. Carson
0: Shire, absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah him too. That's who I had to think who it was for a second. But you no, know, I feel like I like our defense. Obviously, our offense, you know, is hit or miss and only getting two wide receivers kind of hurts in a way. But we got two different wide receivers with the length of Reese Vanderzee and the speed of KJ Parker. And, you know, we do what we do at tight ends. So I don't think that's, I don't think it's surprising that we get two tight ends. And I like them both. So.
0: He doesn't say these tight ends are under underrated. Uh, I I mean, I said that about Brevin Dahl when he committed just based purely off what I see on tape and his um, he's uh, once again appears to be a complete back and he's not a one or the other type of kid and uh, really good center of gravity. Good vision appears like on tape. He's got really good vision, really good speed. Again, the injury is a question mark from this past high school season, but He's underrated. And, yeah, Michael Burt and um, Gavin, Hoffman, Gavin Hoffman, both yeah. really good young prospects.
1: Sure. And one more position, obviously, hand his O-line. But, like, I don't know what to think of the line like, Obviously, they're good. But, you know, sometimes they don't develop. I feel like recently they haven't developed as much as we want some of the younger – some of the guys now haven't developed as much as we want to. So, you don't know what you can get from that room. And we don't know if there's going to be changes to that position coming after the bowl game. Like, you don't know what they're going to do with the next coach. So, I'm really not going conc- to – Comment on that one because I don't know what they're going to do. It you know I don't know if Barnett's coming back or not. That's not up for me to decide. It's up for Kirk to decide. And
0: I know Kirk really. Uh, I can tell you this, James. He said it publicly, and it's absolutely true. He really likes George Barnett. So
1: yeah, I know. But you, I feel like you haven't seen the growth you have from other coaches well, in position.
0: So yeah, like, no, it, it's not. I mean, that unit has not played great. I mean they, they were better this year than they were. You know, in at some points, but
1: at other points they looked. The Same as last year, if that makes sense. Like, at some points, they look better than other points, they looked like they went back a step, you know what I mean? Because sometimes they would miss easy assignments or like one on ones, they would just whiff at it. And then it's kind of like that should be stuff, especially with like juniors and seniors, should not be doing maybe freshmen and sophomores, but like juniors and seniors, you know, they should probably not be doing that a lot. But yeah,
0: no, uh, I think it's a really balanced class. There's nobody at the top of this class, um, you know, last year it looked like Caden Proctor up until. What signing day or the day before signing day, it looked like Caden Proctor was going to be the foundation of this class. This is just a well-rounded class, and you have your really good court. I mean, maybe the, the most underrated, or I shouldn't say underrated because he's getting a lot of national attention, but the one guy we haven't talked about is James Resar because of his ability um, to right. run, to, yeah. to move.
1: Um, and I mean, that's what they did this five, year too. My quarterback that can do that. That's what they did in 2020. I mean, obviously, Jimmy hasn't signed yet, but that's kind of what they did with Jimmy Sullivan, too, a guy who has speed a little bit too. It, and I hope that this is a sign for us to go maybe in a different direction at that position, like recruiting-wise. And obviously, you know, it should, should have happened a long time ago, yeah. But obviously, after what Brad Banks did, I'm not comparing these guys to Brad Banks at all. I don't, want, I don't want anybody to say But I'm saying like what he did at Iowa with his different thing, I'm surprised they haven't went in that direction in so long after what Brad Banks did. You know, with he can run a little bit and throw it as well. I'm so surprised they have never went that way in so long after that.
0: Marco Linez, James Resar, Jimmy Sullivan, that's a stretch of, I mean, that's three guys that all, you could argue, their strongest trait is their ability to move. Now, they're yeah. not Jenny Menzel or, you know, Robert Griffin third, but they all have an extra gear that uh, they haven't had in a while. I mean, don't get me wrong, Alex Padilla could move. Um, you know, I'm trying to think, uh, even Deuce Hogan, obviously, was thought of to be a, a kind of a mobile guy. And Joe Labis has been a mobile guy, even though those guys really, none of those guys really got much of a shake at quarterback. Um, as as the starting quarterback, I should say. But I think all these guys coming in these next three years are better prospects than any of those guys I just named. Maybe that's me living in the moment. I know there was a lot of hype around Deuce Hogan when he when he uh, committed and signed, but I think these guys are a little bit of a different breed, and I like the size. I mean, they, these are guys who can move but still have good size. Um, you talk about size of a quarterback. I mean, it, you know, I know sometimes you think it's a little bit overrated having a guy that can see over big offensive linemen. Um, but you know, Alex Padilla did not have great size, and you know, I do think that makes a difference. And these are all guys with, with good arms as well,
1: yeah, for sure. And one more thing before I get off, and obviously, a lot of people, do you think how much do you think we're gonna go in the portal? I know we're not gonna go a lot like we did last year, but do you think? And if you had to choose one position, what would it be? I would say wide receiver, still, because I feel like guys yeah, like that, that position, especially with like the fact of you don't know how healthy they're going to be, and I don't know if I. Like, I think Bosic. I don't know if Bostic is quite ready yet because he's so hurt, so beat up.
0: Well, James, you you really you're a diehard Hawkeye fan, and I give you credit for that. I want to mm-hmm. know if you probably counted it up. How many scholarships do they have to work with?
1: I don't think they have many at all. But I don't think they have any. So I don't think they have any. But if somebody leaves, they might get one or two where they can yeah, But get I it. mean,
0: until someone leaves, like unless yeah. they know of people that are leaving right now, if they get the guys back who I think are coming back, they're not going to have any scholarships.
1: Well, I mean, that's fine. I mean, obviously, I hope that and obviously I'm not hoping I mean, obviously Brown or Anderson to get hurt, but you just never know. You want to have, cause you know, we've seen it before where Keegan didn't play you know, and the other receivers and uh, who was in Arlen Bruce got her. And then we had to play Alec wick. Like, you know, like, you don't ever want to get back to that thing. I think that's something you kind of have to have in your mind, but I do think like it was good for Boston to get some playing time as well. And who was a was, uh, bully? Bowie. Bowie played a little bit too, didn't he? This year. He dressed a little, bit. he didn't get no receptions, but he dressed, didn't he? What'd you like call God him? In the field? Jared Bowie.
0: Oh, I thought you said Bowie Bowie. Boo, no, Bowie. Jared Bowie. Um, yeah, Jared Bowie did play a little bit late in the year. And, yeah. um, you know, again, young guy, they've got young receivers in that room. Don't get me wrong. Alex Mota, Bowie, they like Dayton Howard out of Kansas City that came in last year. So you assume someone's gonna develop. Yeah, it'd be nice to get another Caleb Brown, but how likely is it to be able to do no, that? I'm not
1: even saying well. Caleb Brown. I just would have wanted the depth. Like I feel like it would have been better to have like a guy, a third guy you feel like you can trust more than maybe those guys you don't know how maybe defined those guys are. Well it is fair to
0: say game. it is fair to say you're right about one thing. They lost to, uh, Vines and they lost Rokkaini, so even with retaining Caleb Brown and retaining Seth Anderson, someone else has to step up. Whether it's Bostic, whether it's Bowie, whether it's a Howard Moda, maybe it's KJ Parker. But they, they, a,
1: we, does we have we have another year? Who Weechin, is he only junior or is he senior? Okay, uh, that's a good
0: good question. I, I don't. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, he didn't get much time on offense. Yeah.
1: But you know, he has speed and he has something you can bring to the offense a little bit too. You can use him in other ways too if you really. But I'll let you go get to your callers and it, uh, it's a good class at least. And it's good to retain everybody, not like lose your best blue chip like we did last year. Obviously, was don't have a blue chip like we did last year, but it's good to not lose anybody. I hope and I hope all these kids enjoy their time at Iowa City, whether it's however long it is, that doesn't matter to me. Just I hope they did the best decision for them i think that's the most important and obviously i, hope I was the best decision for them but that's all i gotta say and i just glad and i hope i get to watch these kids grow into players that will help us win football games i think it's the most important
0: there you go james appreciate you calling sir and uh hope you'll stick around
1: i'll be here for basketball tonight but i have to go in a little bit so
0: okay we'll forgive you thank you sir Ethan Hawkeye says, uh, Marco Linez has the best high school tape since Drew Tate. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know about that. I certainly haven't studied every quarterback that uh, they've had since Tate and said they've recruited since Tate. I know people love Deuce Hogan when he's coming out of high school down in Texas. but And it is hard to look at highlight film and be definitive. But I really like Marco Linez for a number of reasons. I've talked about that on the show. In fact, we published a, a segment from a recent show with Brad Heinrichs just the other day um, as it relates to... Marco Linez and what I think his upside is really good attitude, really bright young guy and um, comes from a good family. I mean, it it, to me, uh, the trajectory is sky's the limit with that kid. So uh, I look forward to seeing where he's at. I'd love to see him get an audition during the bowl game. I don't know if that'll happen, but man, why not? Why not? I, I know that's kind of a fan's perspective on this thing, but you know, I mean, we've, we've had coach Patterson on. He said the same thing, like, you know, there's not really downside in that. Um, you, you talk about playing risk-averse football. If you're trying to minimize or even eliminate turnovers, you're not doing that with Deacon Hill. And I, I give Deacon credit for one thing. He has been tough back there. You may not agree with that, but go back and watch what he's done over the past seven, eight games and compare it to what we had seen for three years prior. Um, he was a guy that was not easy to bring down. He was a guy that made heads-up plays in pressure situations. Did he make dumb throws? Sure, he made dumb decisions at times. That's a young quarterback, a guy who probably wasn't ready to be starting Big Ten football, but I give him credit for his toughness. I think he's intelligent. He came to Iowa, got here during the spring, picked up the offense, and was ready to, to fill in Cade's shoes when Cade went down, so I give him credit for that. But they do need an upgrade at quarterback, and I'm hopeful that Marco Lenez can be that upgrade. Takcoon says, I was poor not only at developing quarterbacks, but also evaluating them. I can't get excited for any QB prospects until we get an actual legitimate quarterback coach. Well, don't get your hopes up on that because, well, well I shouldn't say that. Don't get your hopes on getting a different quarterback coach because the reality of the situation over the past two seasons has been John Budmeyer has been coaching the quarterbacks. Now, I would agree with you if your response to that is, well, the quarterbacks haven't looked very good. Is that a problem? Well, Budmeier has been here. Two seasons. He's still been working under the authority of Brian Ferentz. I don't know what exactly will happen with the quarterback coaching position, given the fact that, you know, if Paul Chris comes here, he's a quarterback's coach. If Joe Philbin comes here, he's not a quarterback's coach. He's an offensive line coach. So unless they eliminate somebody else's position, unless they, you know, get rid of George Barnett, make Joe Philbin the O line coach, and promote John Budmeyer to quarterback's coach. Nothing's going to change. What's likely going to happen, I would think, I would surmise, would be that you'd hire Joe Philbin. Kirk's not going to fire George Barnett. He keeps Barnett as the O-line coach. Philbin's working almost exclusively with the O-line, even though he's t- he's given the title quarterback's coach. He'll probably be given the title of quarterback's coach, kind of like Brian Ferentz was given the title. I don't love that scenario, but could it work? Yeah, sure. I still think the biggest idea, the biggest advantage is, With this whole situation we've got in our hands, is they're getting a new play caller uh, and a new play designer in whoever it is. And all those guys, both those guys I just talked about, Paul Chris, Joe Philbin have play calling experience. Even John Budmeyer's got some play calling experience from Colorado State, and he is a former quarterback. So they're upgrading at the OC position regardless. And I think they're upgrading with the quarterback position regardless, even though Budmeyer has been more or less coaching the quarterbacks for two seasons now how that works from an ncaa rules standpoint i don't totally understand i've shared the rules as to what analysts can do and what analysts cannot do you would have to ask uh, you'd have to ask iowa you'd have to ask the ncaa now how you get in touch with somebody from the ncaa i, I don't know um but I, I've had a conversation with Iowa about this over the last, I think, maybe a year ago, year and a half ago, regarding what John was able to do as it relates to quarterback teaching and whatnot. And I thought I understood it, but based on what I know he is doing, I guess I don't understand it. So that's maybe a conversation we should have, especially if Kirk um, keeps John Budmire around, which I anticipate he will do. Um, will he be a full-time coach? I don't know. I don't know if he'll be the quarterback's coach per se, but he'll most certainly be coaching quarterbacks in one form or another. I'd love for them to get a guy that has a quarterback coaching experience or is a former quarterback himself like a Paul Crist. Now, I've been asked the question, who do you want as the OC, Corey? I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not, I am not uh, interviewing these guys. And I think the interview process is being taken seriously by Kirk, as it should be. I think all the guys that are in the running are qualified. That's the good news. I think Joe Philbin's qualified. I think Paul Christ is qualified. I think Andy Ludwig is qualified. And then the fourth guy that has remained unnamed is also qualified. So I wouldn't be upset with any of them. But the three names that are out in the open, I I don't know that I'd pick one or the other. I might go with Paul simply because of the quarterback coaching experience. But again, Joe Philbin won a Super Bowl with Green Bay as their coordinator. Now, he's older. A lot of people don't. I mean, Paul Christ isn't a, a young pup. A lot of people think you need a young guy nowadays. I don't think that's necessarily the case, but uh, yeah, that, that that's kind of my two cents on the position. Um, Rick says uh, it's not really enough to be able to uh, move like Padilla. You have to be going somewhere. Yeah. A lot of controversy this week on Kirk and what he has said about complimentary football. If you haven't listened to his interview, uh, his press conference, poolside salt, press conference uh, during bowl prep. You can check it out. I think our, our friends over at Hawkeye Report posted that on their YouTube channel. And it's interesting. I mean, he's been consistent. I'll give Kirk credit for that. He's been consistent with his theory. I still say, don't read too far into what Kirk says to the media. I think he's still, no no question about it. He's still bitter about what's happened with Brian and how that was handled. And I understand that. I'm not saying that I'm on his side with the whole thing, but I understand why you would be frustrated with the way that was handled and the, the situation as a whole, given the fact that Brian is his son and, and all that. I get that. But I think the f- fact of the matter is this system can work. The offensive system and the philosophical system has worked in large part. They've won a lot of games, but the it's been in spite of the offense. All you need is an offensive coordinator who can uh, call plays and design plays and Um, develop your quarterbacks and your skill position players. Now it's not all on the offensive coordinator, but ultimately he's the umbrella over the whole offensive unit. You have to be good enough that you're not having to overcome your offense, uh, that you're not being a detriment. And that's what the offense has been since 2021 at the minimum has been a detriment to this team. I I don't buy the idea that the offense is somehow complemented things. That's just, I think not living in reality, but, um, Kirk is going to stand by his motto and his stance of complimentary football, run the ball, balanced approach, and that's fine. But you need to be able to have a guy who understands quarterback play, understands the passing game, understands play calling, and hopefully will get that. If they get any of the guys that are in the running right now, they will get that. Uh, Cub Hawk, uh, 1237, really like our last two O-line classes. I'm assuming you're talking about 22 and 23, excuse me, 23 and 24. Um, Josh Janowski is a really good prospect. Uh, certainly. Um, you know, I like Bodie McCaslin, kid out of Illinois that, uh, has got a high upside. Will is one of the higher ranked kids in this class. Uh, they've really built on, I think on the interior, even better than they have outside. And if Caden Proctor were here, we may be singing a different tune, but, um, you know between the guys that they've got still developing right now like Tyler Ellsbury and and Logan Jones um, Michael Muslinski hasn't emerged yet but he's a guy who's probably going to play center we hope at some point here um and then you have a bunch of guys there that uh, probably are going to be playing on the interior um I I definitely think Josh is an interior offensive lineman I don't know I'd like to ask him we expect to have him on later I'd love to ask him that question Bodie is probably an outside guy but um, you never know even with that size. He's 6'5", 270, but you just don't know anymore. Um, you see 300-pound-plus guys kind of all over the place. Um, I'll be anxious to see. I always got a couple of really big guys, like tall guys, on the roster right now that I'm curious to see what their development has been like, like Jack Dotsler, like Kale Crow, like Cannon Leonard. I mean, Leonard's like 6'9", 6'10". So where does, what does he look like in you know, the next set, seven to eight months? That's going to be a question mark but I agree Cub Hawk, a uh, couple of good classes, solid. And again, balance is the, is the, uh, the key. That's the key with everything Iowa related balance. Brian Long, appreciate the super chat. Brian, Chris is my OC of choice with his track record of quarterback development. Have no problem with that. Take it all. I know some people think it's just going to be boring football, but uh, I absolutely understand where you're coming from. Appreciate the super chat, Brian. And if anybody else, once their comment to be guaranteed to be on the screen, especially when we have athletes on, if you want to ask a question to guarantee your comment gets on the screen, throw in a super chat. It, th- it throws it up on the side of my screen so I see it right away. I simply cannot navigate through all the comments. I do appreciate all the comments that uh, all the people who are in the live chat, but I simply can't filter through them all. So uh, throw in a super chat and you'll get your uh, comment on the screen, And uh, especially if we got an athlete on. And Erica says, is anybody able to confirm or deny the Chris Wisconsin information? Uh, Are you, Erica, are you talking about the fact that Chris is in the running for the job? Because if you're asking that question, then yeah, I can tell you 100%. He's one of the four candidates for the job as of right now. Now, Kirk did make an interesting point during his interview the other day that uh, there'll probably be more people on the market come January after bowl games are complete. And, uh, you know, there's some some movement. We saw something happen with North Dakota State that was unexpected. You had their head coach head down to USC to be the linebackers coach. All of a sudden, North Dakota State hires Tim Polisek because you have Tim Bowl over at Wyoming retiring. So, you know, movement like that can open up possibility of, of, you know, other candidates that maybe before weren't considered to be on the market. So um, but Paul Christ is absolutely absolutely in the mix. Gus, uh, not real positive. This is negative. Gus, negative. Gus. He says we will never see Marco on the field. Never. Be positive, Gus. Positive, Gus. Thank you for being here. Um. Let's see. Bryce says, uh, "Should Marco play on New Year's winning or losing? Why not? Why not? And you don't have to move. You don't have to make him the starter, right? But bring him in." And, you know, play him for four or five plays in the first quarter or the second quarter or whatever. See what he can give you. Have a few plays ready for him. And if he looks comfortable, have a few more plays, possibly that he's practiced, that he's comfortable running in your back pocket for the second half. It was interesting the other day, Kirk talked about uh, the possibility of not having Brian for the, um, the bowl game. That is a possibility, given the fact that Brian could get hired somewhere else, whether it be in the NFL or in college. If he gets up and leaves before the bowl game, he won't be with us. So uh, that will be interesting to see. Um, okay, I want to make sure looks like our first guest does not have his, um, his mic connected. Uh, let's see if I can get a uh, text off here to get his audio connected. While I'm doing that, just hang tight. All right. Well, he's trying to get that figured out, hopefully. Let's um, go to Jake. He says, can we please get a quarterback with athleticism? They have a quarterback with athleticism, Jake, not to beat a dead horse. Marco Linez, uh, Linez is probably the most athletic quarterback they've had maybe since Drew Tate, since Brad Banks. Is that exaggerating? I'm not saying he's Brad Banks, but probably the most athletic since then. Maybe CJ Beathard, but I mean, again, we're talking just pure athleticism. I think what he, what Marco gives you is, is just extremely unique. And that's coming from people inside the program that have been a part of what, what just seeing what, how he's developed so far, competed during fall camp, what he's given to the scout team. And now, I mean, he, he passed Joe Labus before Labus entered the portal. There's no, no question about that. Um, Barbara says the same thing. Love to see Marco play in the bowl game. Uh, Cub Hawk is Carson Shire. The next great linebacker. I sure hope so. Uh, he's got to stay healthy, but um, you know he's dealt with some injury issues. We saw him flash in special teams here late in the year. And um, if he can stay healthy, he's a great young guy. Um, they've got a young, uh, solid group of linebackers to work with between Carson Shire, Ben Keeter, Aiden Hall. And um, I mean, so many young guys going to be competing for playing time over the next couple of seasons. And we'll see what happens with Jay Higgins and Nick Jackson. But um, you could have uh, some more teaching going on uh, this year, or you could have opportunity knocking for some of these young kids. And speaking of linebackers, we've got uh, our first guest of the day. Mr. Derek Weisskopf is with us. Derek, welcome.
2: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Good to see you. Good to have you uh, uh, on the show. And congratulations on on a big day. How does it feel to officially be a Hawk, uh well, an Iowa Hawkeye?
2: I mean, it feels amazing. Uh, just being able to uh, have those papers signed and uh, know that it's official is a great feeling. And I, I know uh, everyone that signed today is super excited to get there in uh, June. So
0: it'll be a great time. So, Derek, talk a little bit about your background. You're from Williamsburg, I'm assuming, because you and I have never actually hawk formally i'm assuming you grew up a hawkeye fan you're right in the back door of iowa city talk about your kind of your upbringing
2: um so i actually transferred uh from hlv a small town in victor iowa um my eighth year or going into my freshman year i transferred to Williamsburg. and ever since uh i transferred i mean Williamsburg brought me in as a family and uh, the community was super community was a great support and uh since then i mean uh just uh the the coaching at Williamsburg and uh, all that helped me um, get out to all the college coaches and all that stuff, and they helped me. Um, uh, they helped me uh, be the athlete I am today. So, just uh, thanks to them, and uh, just the way that all the uh, colleges um, uh, reach out to me and all that stuff, and Iowa was definitely the top pick for me the whole time. Uh, I mean, it wasn't my first. Uh, offer, but I mean I was very high on Iowa this whole time. So it was I mean, I'm happy with my choice and was, uh, I'm excited to get there.
0: How excited I'm mean, how exciting is it for your family there in Williamsburg to be able to be so close to games? I'm assuming they're gonna be able to be there each and every week. I mean not many athletes at Iowa or any university get that opportunity to have their their family right in the backyard.
2: I mean, I, I think my family's uh, very excited about that. I mean, uh, both sets of my grandparents will be able to be there. I mean, aunts and uncles, I mean, uh, family, friends and all that. Like, they'll all be able to support me every single home game and all that stuff. And I'm sure my grandparents and uh, parents will travel uh, occasionally to some of my games and stuff. So it'll be great to have that family support at each and every game. And I, I, I love that we're so close to the um, Iowa City.
0: Give us an idea, Derek, about your recruitment. You mentioned Iowa wasn't the first offer. What other schools were in the running for you? And then after you committed, um, were there other schools that reached out and tried to pull you? Um,
2: so it started off with Wisconsin. I was I was pretty high on Wisconsin. I liked uh, I liked how they um, ran their uh, defense and all that stuff. And they had some coaching changes. And I'm glad I uh, ended up not picking Wisconsin because. Uh, Paul Christ ended up leaving and then the um, linebacker coach ended up going to Stanford. So I, I'm glad I didn't end up uh, going there for them because I had a good connection with all of them. But, um, and then I ended up getting offers from Iowa State, Nebraska, just close uh, colleges nearby. And, um, I mean, there was nothing like an Iowa program. I mean, the culture at Iowa, the, um, the way they developed their players just as grown, like as men before, I mean, football players is crazy. And I love how uh, coach Ferentz, uh works his practices and all that stuff. And it was a huge difference once I saw that first practice at Iowa in Iowa city. I mean, they, they're, I mean, so physical, I mean they're hitting people and I, I love that kind of football. And um, so I, I, I think I'll really fit into uh, the Hawks. So, It'll be, it'll be exciting in the next couple years
0: and Derek 247 sports has you as the top rated kid in this class how does that feel does it you kind of take a an ownership a leadership uh, approach to this group and and how close are you to your your peers that have signed today
2: I mean uh, I don't really look at the rankings and stuff but um I mean yeah I'm uh, like uh, Recru- recruits that are real close to top ranking with me, like Gavin Hoffman and Cam Buffington, and all- Cody Fox and all them. I mean, I get along with all of them and uh, visits and stuff. The official visit was super fun with them. And uh, seeing all the recruits, and we had a great official visit. Um, we had a lot of uh, Hawkeyes commit that day and after the official visit. So it was great to see how uh, they got to Iowa City and got to talk to these coaches. And just they actually saw how – much iowa city is like i mean this is a cool town and uh, i mean the hawk fans around here is going to support you 100 so i mean i'm glad that uh we had a bunch of dudes commit after the official visit and it was a great experience getting to know a lot of
0: new guys talk about uh, the opportunity to play for seth wallace it's amazing the rave reviews that, that I hear regarding him, not just from players who were recruited by him, but even from Nick Jackson. I mean, we had Brad, Brad Heinrichs of the swarm on here a couple of weeks ago, and he just raved about Nick Jackson and, and his family and their reviews of Seth Wallace. Talk about that opportunity, not just play for the Jim Broyles award winner and Phil Parker, but uh, linebackers coach, Seth Wallace.
2: Uh, I'm super excited to uh, play under him. I mean, he's, Day one when I met him, I mean, knew I knew this guy was legit. Like I mean, this dude was this this guy is one of the best uh, uh, linebacker coaches in the nation. Like um, he's produced so many linebackers: the Neiman brothers, the uh, Jesse Jules, I mean Jack Campbell, a couple uh, last year, and I mean Jay Higgins. I mean like the the way that Jay Higgins has developed over the, uh, the last couple of years. I mean, I've seen uh, him practice over the last couple of years and the way that he's like developed and stuff is crazy. And I love that aspect of Iowa and how these coaches can develop um, players into all Americans. Like, I mean, Cooper DeGene for example, like, I mean, he was small town kid and, uh, came in played in special teams and then worked his way up on the depth chart and started playing and i mean look at him now i mean he's all american so just uh um, little things that coach wallace uh, does at practice and stuff is um unbelievable and he he cares about those little things and he'll get after you and i love that uh, about him
0: uh, jay higgins i mean what, what a story kid who uh, has stuck it out behind some really talented young guys i mean there's mm-hmm. some guys in there that we didn't mention bull bauer seth Benson really productive careers as linebackers and there are some young prospects we were talking about that before you hopped on with us Derek there are some young prospects that have an opportunity to uh, make a a name for themselves including yourself but Aiden Hall and Ben Keeter of course um, who's an Iowa City native and uh, I mean just go down the list you've got Carson Shire who's a young guy with a a lot of upside Um, what do you think the next couple of years are going to be like battling with those guys?
2: I mean, yeah. I mean, we're all going to be competing for the spot, and we're all competitors, so um, it'll be fun battling for the spot and battling with uh, Cam and Reese or uh, Preston. Um, I mean, I'm good friends with them, and we talk every once in a while and stuff. So it'll be it'll be an interesting uh, time and a fun experience. I mean, we all got a lot of work to do to become that um, that NFL draft pick or that um, All American. Uh, pick and stuff but I know coach Wallace can all all coach us into uh close or even those um linebackers so uh, I mean I mean we'll all buy in and uh believe that uh the defense uh, or the defense will be good and uh coach Parker and coach Wallace will get us to where we need to be
0: and yeah absolutely Cam Buffington another four star in this class out of uh out of Winfield and um what's your relationship like with Cam?
2: Uh, yeah, um, we talked every once in a while. I mean, we, uh, we talk on official visits, uh, on official visit. We talk every uh, game day visit. I mean, we're both there every game. And uh, I just saw them uh, last Sunday at the pract- uh, uh, bull practice and stuff. So, and just getting to see them and uh, building a relationship with them, will, I mean, it's it's great because once we get into Iowa City, we're always going to be with each other. And we're always going to need someone to rely on, and I know I can rely on, or like if I need uh, help and stuff, I can rely on either Preston or Cam. So, and and they can rely on me. Like, I mean, I'm I'll be there for them too, and especially like the older dudes. Uh, like, especially if Jay Higgins comes back and stuff, and like uh, Carson Shire will be there, Jackson Rethroth that I got to know at official visit, um, and Ben Keeter and Aiden Hall. I mean, I've known those guys and stuff, so. Just being able to be in the, or get to the program and uh, know that I have people to rely on if I need it is—I mean—it would be a great, uh, great thing to have and great support.
0: Derek, are these numbers accurate? Are you still about six three two hundred? About two hundred five two hundred hundred five two. We'll, we'll round up to two hundred ten. And what's okay. your ideal weight?
2: Uh, I mean. As of right now, I mean, I'd like to get to 215 and stuff, but um, I mean, Iowa really just says do what you have to do. I mean, they don't really, they're not too worried about my weight, but so, I mean, I'd I'd rather stay under uh, and not get too big so they can put the weight on and they can do it themselves and stuff. So, I mean, I'm happy with what I am right now and stuff, so we'll just keep working
0: absolutely Derek Weisskopf out of uh, Williamsburg congratulations Derek on signing today big day this is a a moment that you'll never forget and i um, looking forward to seeing you hopefully for four or five more years uh, in Iowa City yep well thank you for having me thank you Derek Derek Weisskopf out of Williamsburg uh considered by many to be the top rated prospect in this class I know Derek very humble when he said that he doesn't really pay attention to the rankings but uh He's considered to be a four-star, and he's been committed to Iowa football for about a year and a half. And uh, 247's got him as a top 200 recruit nationally and uh, the 17th best linebacker in the country. Uh, and again, just just all these linebackers that Iowa seems to add. I mean, you talk about Ben Keeter. You talk about Aiden Hall. I mean, all these guys, uh, just hardworking, gritty guys. A lot of them are small-town Iowa kids. And I guess uh, Jack Campbell, Josie Jewell, Seth Benson, I know wasn't from Iowa, but small town Midwest kids, uh, they tend to get it done. Thanks in large part to Phil Parker and uh, Seth Wallace. All right, let's head back to our next prospect here on Hawkeye Hangout. We have got uh, Iowa signee K.J. Parker with us. K.J., welcome to the show.
3: Hey, how you doing?
0: I'm doing good, K.J. How are you? Pretty Good. So congratulations, big day for you. How does it feel to officially be a Hawk?
3: Um, it's it's um, really a surreal feeling, you know. I just, every time I think about, you know, becoming a hawk, I just want to get down on campus and just because I love the campus so much, I can't wait to be down there, you
0: know. So I'm curious as to your recruitment. I mean, t- give us an idea of what your recruitment was like, the other schools that were involved, your background. Tell us a little bit about K.J. Parker for those of us that don't know you personally.
3: for sure for sure um so i grew up in uh bellwood pretty much uh my recruitment process started out with uh iowa state was my first offer actually and that was like the end of my sophomore year towards like uh you know winter time i'll say like december you know and my next offer that came in was iowa and the crazy thing about it is like when off when Iowa offered me you know i kind of i kind of like looked past it you know because i was itching for more offers and not knowing, you know, what the opportunity I missed because I didn't give him a chance at first. So it was Iowa that offered me. And then more of my offers rolled in junior year, and as my junior year continued, you know, I got offers from like Cincinnati, at the Wisconsin offer, Buffalo, you know, a couple of other schools, and you know, they just keep um, adding up. And Coach Bowen is my DB coach, so he was telling me, you know, let's go down to Iowa. And when I went down there, I just loved the campus and. And the brotherhood and all the coaches—they showed me a bunch of love, and and I can't realize they've been showing me love since my sophomore year. You know, so I just—that's what I truly loved about it.
0: Kelton Copeland uh, is said to be your your coach when you get to Iowa City. What do you know about Kelton and uh, your excitement to play for him?
3: Um, I know a lot about Coach Kelton. He's a he's a really really cool dude. Uh, I I love him, man. Uh, he's very humble. You know, he's. We, he sees me working, he sees uh, when I worked in person with them back when I went to the summer camp, you know, we've been talking ever since, and it, we have a great relationship, a great bond, he came out to see me not too long ago, and, you know, we talk every day, he asks how my family's going, we check up on each other a lot.
0: All right, I got a question in the chat for you. This is from Tyler. He says, uh, "What would be a good comp, a good comparison that you'd like to uh, model your game after?" I guess we could, we could take knowledge <clears throat> or from the NFL. Do you have somebody that you emulate?
3: Oh uh, yeah, I'll say like from what I heard, because I personally think I emulate as far as like you know, like a Garrett Wilson or like a Stefan, That's like who I, type, I I can really see after.
0: So, give us a little idea about uh, some competition. What's competition like? Uh, Of course, you're out of uh, Elmhurst, but can you kind of give us an idea of um, what competition is like in Elmhurst? And I mean, that's you're going up against a lot of good athletes in that area. For people that don't know Illinois football.
3: Um, yeah, um, I would say, you know, everybody has their great competition, don't get me wrong. I feel like Illinois is pretty tough though. Uh you know, going against, you know, schools like, you know, Maris, Loyola, and we're going against like seven, eight, 8, 8 schools and are only really a three program. And, you know, it's it's very tough because being short on numbers, you know, your average varsity roster might be, you know, maybe anything a hundred a hundred and up where we only have like 65 varsity kids going both ways you know so i would say that's definitely more tough far as uh a disadvantage but it's the, the competition is very tough though and I, I say it's definitely one of the toughest in the states around all
0: right here here's my toughest question of the day kj so answer answer carefully uh there's been a lot of talk about Iowa passing game, and, and and the passing game has struggled of late. You know, there's there's going to be a new offensive coordinator. Was there any question when the announcement was made Wait, regarding the change at OC? Was there any question about you staying committed to this, or was was that even a factor?
3: I'm sorry, I had, I got a phone call and it was interrupted. I apologize. Hey. Can you repeat that one more time?
0: You're fine. I was just asking about uh, yeah. The offensive coordinator changed, so you know there's a, a change at that position. Was there any question about your devotion commitment to Iowa when that announcement uh, was had?
3: Um, I, be- I believe it was uh, a couple of you know concerns about it, but that that's that that still never that still never changed anything. Um, my my love for Iowa is always going to be the same regardless because, um, how much you know the coach has me love, I I truly believe that. They believe in me, and I'm allowing them to put their trust in me, so I, I'm still dedicated.
0: What do you, uh, as far as your role at Iowa, um, are you a guy that, given your size at 5'11", you're probably going to be a guy who lines up on the inside of the slot, or how versatile can you be in a passing game?
3: Um, i say I'm really versatile. Um, I play wide out at my school, and, you know, just to like the high comparison, we have Eric Carter, or Tex- um, Texas A&M Commit he's 6'5", and, you know, he plays wide out, he plays tight end sometimes, so I say I can move around a lot, and I always just, I move from slot, you know, to running back, to anything. I I even play QB a couple of times, but, yeah, I can say I'm definitely very versatile when it comes to, you know, any type of route.
0: When everybody talks about recruiting, and specifically wide receiver and skill position spots, they want to know what a kid's 40 is, what their Hundred meter time is. Can you give us an idea of your speed?
3: Um. Yeah. I say I'm, I am pretty fast. Uh, I'm more of a top end speed guy. Yeah. Pretty good acceleration. My forty time is like a. It's a low four five. And my hundred meter dash last time I ran it was a 10.8.9. eight nine.
4: Okay. Yeah.
0: I'm really specific. So you got those numbers in your back pocket. Are, <laughs> yeah. Are, I are these uh, are these measurements accurate? Are you still about five eleven one sixty five?
3: Yeah, I'm still about five eleven, one sixty five. I uh recently just had a surgical process on my ankle, so I, I lost I lost a couple pounds after after surgery, but I'm I'm back and uh, good and healthy and starting training. So yeah, I'm about one sixty five.
0: And your plans, I'm assuming, uh that you'll be there in the summertime. Are you planning on enrolling early? What's your trajectory?
3: Oh, uh, my plan is being there in the summertime. I I'm gonna I'm gonna leave, you know, in June, so yeah. That's that's what me and my parents
0: plan on to do. Well, we appreciate you taking the time, KJ. We're excited that uh, you're you're part of this class, and uh, obviously in a position that that is in need. And I'm sure you're you're aware that uh, yes, oftentimes wide receivers can come in and play right away. So uh, if you uh, earn your spot, earn your role, um, you got an opportunity to be on the field early. And of course, uh, opportunities always knocking on special teams. So. Uh, uh, KJ, appreciate you jumping on with us. And, Thank uh, you, man. Congratulations <laughs> on a big day, big moment in your life.
3: I appreciate it, man. You have a great day.
0: Thank you, sir. KJ Parker, out of Elmhurst, that's a Chicago area. If you didn't know, uh, they need this kid. I mean, it, his commitment was big when when they added him to the class. They have struggled to commit or just to recruit wide receivers and um, receivers with speed. No question, he's got good speed. Um, he reported just now that uh, he ran a 1089, eight nine, I believe, at a recent camp in the hundred meter, uh, or at least uh, I'm assuming maybe that's a tr- an official high school track time. He said he ran a, a low four five. He said that's still pretty good speed for a forty. Um, and now we'll see. Sometimes we see uh, guys that get to Iowa and we hear about how fast they are. I mean, you you still got to be able to develop these kids into better route runners. Um, obviously route trees are important, pa- play calling, all these things. That's why we keep talking about coaching and making sure you have a coaching staff that understands a passing game, preferably a former quarterback. They've got that with John Budmeier unofficially as an analyst on this, this, uh, staff, but KJ's development will be important because there is opportunity always knocking at that position, especially with Nico moving on. And, um, who am I missing? Who else is moving on? Deontay Vines, man, I I just my brain just went completely blank for a split second. Deontay Vines is uh, probably going to be headed back home. I haven't heard anything else on his recruitment, but he is in the portal. He's not with the program preparing for the bowl game right now. So, um, yes, uh, low four five is fast uh, if that's accurate, and uh, it will be interesting to see what he can bring to this room uh, between KJ Parker and uh, Reese Vanderzee, a couple of the most important grabs that iowa was able to uh to land in this class just because of the need at that position those respective positions and two very polar opposite guys as far as size uh kj listed again 511 165 told us that uh, he recently had a procedure done on his ankle he's lost a couple of pounds uh, reese Vanderzee out at rock rapids listed uh, according to 247 sports at 65 190 and um you know they they do they have needed uh, a couple of uh, bigger receivers that can kind of be red zone targets and um, you know obviously it's the other thing we don't talk about as much because it's not maybe a glamorous part of being a receiver is the way Iowa has run this offense traditionally is these guys got to be able to block whether you're bigger or you're small and so uh, both those guys will be called on and speaking of Iowa's wide receiver position we add Iowa signing Reese Vanderzee to the mix Reese welcome to the show hey what's up how you doing i'm doing good man how are you good good well it's a big day for you appreciate you taking the time here on the show congratulations on signing i know it's been a long time coming you've been looking forward to this for a while you're an iowa kid how does it feel to officially uh ink your name uh on the black and gold line so to speak
5: uh it feels great um it's a it's a dream come true to play to be able to have the opportunity to play for the hawkeyes and uh yeah, I, I I really enjoyed the recruiting
0: process. And uh, yeah, I'm glad that it's over and glad the glad that it's official. Talk about that recruiting process. And I asked K.J. Parker the same thing just a couple of minutes ago. Um, you know, you and I both know you're an Iowa kid, you're a small town Iowa kid. You understand that you're coming in, play at a position where there is a need at, at receiver and there's opportunity knocking. And that's got to be an exciting thing. But talk about your recruitment. What other options were on the table? And then Uh, not to load this question up too much, but when the announcement was made that there would be a change at the helmet offensive coordinator, was there any doubt about your commitment?
5: Yeah, my recruitment was, was good. Um, I had, I had a few, few power five offers, including Iowa. And um, yeah, I just, I enjoyed it. Uh, Coach Woods was, was really good to, to me and my school. Um, He was my, my main uh, recruiting guy and he was, he's around, he's from around here, he's from West Lyon. So um, that was that was really helpful for us just to have someone around here that knows the ins and outs and and someone that we can trust. So that was that was definitely a huge part of uh, my uh, my my decision. Um, and then yeah, the the offense coordinator situation. Um, I mean, it doesn't really bother me too much. I'm I'm gonna do what I can to get on the field. And uh, yeah, I'm just excited to be part of the part of the Hawkeye family. And I know that uh, all the coaches they they care about me and they they uh, want to want what's best for me. So. Uh, yeah, I couldn't couldn't be uh, uh, more blessed to be in the position that I am today to uh, to go to Iowa and and be a, with some of the uh, really impressive people. So,
0: and Reese, uh, your your particular story is intriguing to me, not only because you're I don't want to keep going back to the term small town kid, but there've been so many success stories. I mean, you think about Cooper Eugene on defense here, out of a small kind of western Iowa town. Um, you're kind of in a similar position. Do you uh, do you take that to a, a big time program like Iowa? The fact that you did grow up in a really small community and almost feel indebted to that community, play with a chip on your shoulder like you're playing for your hometown?
5: Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, the I've grown up in this in this uh, in Rock Rabbit my whole life, and uh, I know our our town is really proud of uh, both me and Graham for for being able to to continue at Iowa, and also Zach. So um Zach Lutmer he's at Iowa right now too so um yeah it's really special just to be able to to have all all of us three be able to continue at Iowa out of a town of like 2000 so yeah it's it's really special our community's really proud and and I'm I'm very grateful to be be a part of such a such a community like that um just the support that we've gotten has, has been crazy so it's been great
0: and, and make no mistake, Reese. This is a segment about you, but I do want to ask you about Zach because you, you brought him up. Um, the comparison has been made to Cooper DeGene. Is Zach as as fast as we've heard he is?
5: Yes, yes, for sure he is. He uh, his his when he gets on the field, it's it's pretty crazy. Uh, the, the cuts he makes, he gets out in and out, and uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. His speed is is electric, and and yeah, uh, comparing him to Cooper DeGene wouldn't. Wouldn't be too too much of a stretch, and and I think he's going to do a lot of special things. What do you think about Cooper DeGene? Uh, I think he's one of the best players in college ball, and he's going to make a lot of money uh, in the next few years. So, uh, yeah, it's just uh, just an honor to be able to be in the same program as that.
0: So, absolutely. Um, you're listed. I'm I'm assuming these measurements that two four sevens got you at um, let's see, six foot five, one ninety. Is that about accurate? yeah I, I put on a few pounds a summer i'm I'm at about two hundred right now, but uh, okay. six five is right. So you're coming in quote unquote as a bigger receiver. What's your your uh, skill set like for people who have not seen you in person. I mean you can only see so much in highlight film and on Huddle. but uh, talk about your skill set what you bring to the uh, Iowa Whiteout room?
5: yeah I, I, I think my skill set would just be that I, I'm an athlete. Uh, I go up and get the ball. I, I, I block. I can I can do I, I can do pretty much anything you need me to do, um, and and I'll do anything to help my team to win. So I think uh, me me playing multiple different sports has allowed me to to improve uh, my football game and and just know uh, the the types of athletic things I need to do in uh, day in and day out. So um, I think that's that's something that's unique about me is is that uh, I I've, I have experience in other sports and and I can just uh, be, go out there and be athletic um, and and do what I need to do to win.
0: So that was actually my next question uh, being a multi-sport athlete. Um, talk about those other sports a little bit, other passions besides football.
5: Yeah. Uh, I, I just love to compete. Um, baseball is probably my second love after football um, and, and basketball and track. I I, I love doing too. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's great to live in a small town where you can do that, do all four sports like that. And uh really just just develop those relationships with all those guys and and yeah it's really special for me to be able to do that
0: and yeah I, I just love to compete so. Reese is there a foundational quote-unquote leader of this class like somebody who's kind of stepped up and been the the vocal represent representation of the 24 class you think?
5: I mean I, I think we'll get there yeah um I, I'm not really sure I, I I've talked with a with quite a pretty much all of them, but, uh, yeah, we're just getting to know each other and, and I can't wait to continue to keep knowing them. So, uh, yeah, I think we got a really special class going and, and I think we're gonna, we're gonna do some great things. So.
0: What's your uh, timeline like? I'm assuming you'll be here next summer. Any chance of you enrolling early? No, I'm, uh, going to go in the summer. Okay. Well, we'll, uh, we'll look forward to talking with you at, uh, probably media day. Uh, if we don't talk sooner, um, appreciate you jumping on here and, uh, excited to see you uh, in the black and gold for hopefully the next four to five years and uh, seeing you making big pass plays with the offense. All right. Perfect. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Reese. Reese Vanders. He had a rock rapids. Yes. He's assigned with Iowa. Congratulations to Reese again. A uh, Prototypical X receiver. Everybody loves that term. Prototypical X, right? Six foot five, 200 pounds coming out of high school. He may be a little bit heavier, but then I don't know what the ideal weight. That's not, that was a question. I did not ask Reese. But um, I think it was K.J. Was it K.J.? or uh, See, we've already had so many interviews, I don't even remember where we were. But, uh, I mean, these once you get in the weight and conditioning program at Iowa, they're going to be able to get you where they want to get you nine times out of ten. I know there's been some controversy with a few different guys over the years that couldn't put on proper weight, etc. But um, make no mistake about it, even though Chris Dole is no longer with the program, I think Raymond Brathwaite, from what I know, the players really like him. He's still doing a really good job from Kirk Ferentz's perspective. And um, the strength program is really strong, no pun intended. So, uh, congratulations to Reese um, on signing with Iowa and uh, his future. Uh, All right, let's go back to, well, before we go back to our chat, uh, we'll have more uh, of our player interviews here in a little bit. Appreciate uh, Derek Weisskopf, Jalen, or excuse me, Derek Weisskopf, KJ Parker, Reese Vanderzee all jumping on here in the first uh, few minutes of the show. We anticipate more coming. Throughout the next uh, three hours, we're about an hour in. We're going to take a quick break, quick sponsor break. We'll be back with more. You are watching Hawkeye Hangout, our live signing day special. We'll be back with more after a word from our sponsor. straight from the man cave kinnick under the kitchen authentic original player artwork is being drawn up for hawkeye fans everywhere locally made prints of stars wearing the black and gold from the past present and future how about current hawkeye superstars cooper DeGene and tori taylor legends of the past like jack campbell spencer lee and tim dwight plus future phenoms like aaron graves there are so many options available they make great gifts and your purchase Benefits the Hawkeye athletes wearing the black and gold. Visit Under the Kitchen on Facebook or at Under the Kitchen's new website. That's underthekitchen.square.site. Site. Again, that's Under the Site. Check out Under the Kitchen today and get your authentic, original Hawkeye print. Thank you to Under the Kitchen. Randy has been with us uh, for the let's see, last year and a half at least. Appreciate Randy Engel down in Mitchellville small business and an NIL related business. He's benefiting not just uh, uh, this show, but he's also helping uh, the Iowa football and Iowa basketball athletes at large. So appreciate Randy working with a variety of Iowa Hawkeyes. And we also want to thank Iowa floor covering. Look at the studio, beautiful building down in Des Moines, right in the heart of central Iowa. You can visit their website, iowafloorcovering.com. If you've got a project to work on or need advice on your next project Uh, Give Iowa Floor Covering a call, 515-379-7000, 515-379-7000, and uh, ask for Ryan or Tyler, any of them, they can all help you out, and um, let them know that from the Hawkeye of the Storm sent you, they deal with tires, they don't deal with tires yet, I'll ask them if they're going to add that (laughs) to the resume, they deal with tile, including tile showers, as well as a variety of different types of flooring. Uh, Maybe it's carpet that you're looking at, uh, need some advice, direction on your flooring project. Maybe it's a DIY project. Visit iowafloorcovering.com. You can use the backslash DIY for information on their click together type of flooring that we've promoted here on the show. Again, give them a call 515-379-7000. They are Hawkeye fans, folks. Yet another reason to support the cause. All right, uh, let's get back to our chat. I know I missed a couple of... uh, Questions, I believe, from John. Yes, this question was a good one. Uh, With his success this year at receiver, do you see Jalen Watson playing receiver at Iowa? Based on what I know, based on what I've heard, we had Jalen Watson on this show, it does not sound like that's in the works. However, with his speed, I know it's intriguing, similar to the speed of Cooper DeGene when he got to Iowa, and and he's still here right now. We'll, We'll wait on an announcement from Cooper regarding his future, but... Yeah, I mean, it would be great if you could get an offensive mind in there who could tinker with that. I'm not saying he's going to switch positions, but I mean, boy, to me, nothing should be off the table right now. I know Kirk's focus is hiring a new play caller, a new guy to kind of coach this passing game. Um, And I think it's a fair question whether Kelton Copeland uh, should be retained. I think that's a fair question. It's nothing against Kelton seems like a really good guy. And I'm sure he's a good coach, but the receiver room has not seen great production, and part of that lies on the players, part of that lies on the offensive coordinator, and on the scheme, and on the the well, on the wide receivers coach. So there's not one person to blame, but ultimately wide receiver play falls back on the wide receivers coach. So, but that is a good question, John. Given KJ, or excuse me, uh, Jalen Watson's speed. And of course, KJ Parker's got good speed. We talked to him a little bit ago. Uh, Jeff, thank you for the stream, Corey, and your dedication. Well, thank you, Jeff, for being here. do appreciate that. And I know that uh, we're going to be a little bit short on people, uh, just given the fact that it's, um, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon on a third. What is this? Thursday, Wednesday, Wednesday. It's a Wednesday. So, uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, CJ wants to know if there are any questions about Reese becoming a tight end. Um I did not ask that question, CJ. The only reason I guess I didn't, and I don't, maybe you're reading forums and uh, reports that I'm, you know, I don't really have time to consume much other content, but they have such a need at wide receiver and not as big of a need at tight end. Um, you know, maybe he ends up doing that. I mean, he's at six, 200 right now. I suppose that's possible, but they've just been in such need at wide receiver and need of, your prototypical X. they haven't had one of those in a while since probably brandon smith now maybe jacob bostic ends up being that guy he's kind of bigger at like 6'2", 6'3. um dayton howard is a big kid who looks like a tight end at six five and um but that's a good question i i just i did not ask him that question i will say this they've got a really good couple of tight ends coming in this year and gavin hoffman and michael burt both those guys for being high school kids seem to be excellent route runners from what I see on tape, really soft hands, really smooth. I mean, these, it's just amazing. Like, I I'm just amazed that Michael Burt's a three-star and I know Gavin Hoffman's a four-star, but if we talk about Iowa, not being able to land the big name recruits, even at tight end, which seems almost confounding to an extent because it's like, Hey, it's tight end. You, why aren't they landing four and five-star kids? I think they're landing four and five-star kids from their perspective. Like from Iowa's perspective, these kids are four and five star kids, and when you watch them on tape, regardless of what that little star rating that these, so quote unquote experts have uh, rated them at, they look like four and five star kids. So, um, no, absolutely, uh, tight end is a position that uh, is not going to go anywhere. I mean, it's not like Iowa's going to stop producing great tight ends just because Brian Ferentz has moved on. I do think Brian deserves some credit for what they've done at recent time at the tight end position. But Kirk and the staff as a whole, Kirk has steadily churned out um, NFL tight ends over the course of his tenure here. Whether you're talking about Dallas Clark, you're talking about Tony Moyaki, who I know had some injury problems in the NFL and had his career kind of cut short. But um, absolutely, these these tight ends are the real deal, and uh, hopefully um, Reese can contribute at receiver, a position that's uh, in dire need of assistance. All right. Um, let's see. I miss anything here. Um, trying to kind of manage several different things at the same time. So please be patient. All right. Uh, super chat here from Don. Uh, he says, uh, Corey, appreciate the work today while uh, watching while at work. Oops, Don, uh, don't get in trouble, but thank you for being here. Do appreciate that. And Thank you for the uh, Super chat. Super Chats do help, folks. You can also donate to the cause. Uh, four-hour shows are, are not easy to do always. Certainly not complaining. I love what I do. Love uh, talking to all of you and certainly talking to these prospects that uh, are excited about their future, um, given the fact that it's signing day. So I, I enjoy these shows, but they are, they are somewhat taxing at times. But uh, we're expecting more of our 24 class to be joining here very soon. So stay part of the show. And bottom ticker as well. I need to talk about this more, but while we have a spare second in between our uh, interviews, if you are interested in sponsoring anything here at the show, specifically our post game coverage with Coach Close, like we've got great stuff ahead with Coach Close, and every year we have great stuff. And Coach Close um, himself is just a great. Uh, each and every, if you are interested in sponsoring coverage. Reach out to me from the Eye of the Storm. At outlook.com. That's from the eye of the storm, all one word at outlook.com. If you're interested in sponsoring any of the show here at from the Hawkeye of the Storm. But again, the emails on the bottom ticker. Reach out if you have questions. Um, okay. Um, Jacob, absolutely. Uh, happy to do it. Happy to be here. And um, Hawkeye Howard, sh- Don, we won't tell. I can. Uh, I see Don. I think Don Patterson. He's talking to Don with the super chat. Uh, Erica, thank you for watching while you're at work as well. It is much appreciated. Before we get to our next athlete, uh, just to let everybody know, the phone line is open, I believe. Yes, the phone line is open. 515-635-1601. 515 635 Iowa football, specifically the recruiting class. Feel free to call in. And we can chat about it, um, here on the channel. Um, this is one other thing I wanted to get to. We were talking about the passing game. One guy we, you know, we talked to. I guess, but
6: got an opportunity to do great things here at
0: Iowa. Um. You know he's a he's a kid that was wanted by a lot of programs that historically have had better play better
1: play of late at quarterback. You are able to hang on to him given his. Uh, our uh, Kyle is in our
0: queue. Kyle, I'm adding you on now because I don't think it's your Wi-Fi. I think it's mine.
7: Okay. <laughs> All right i uh, i i was I was just seeing you do some uh, wonky stuff there. So I wasn't sure if it was on my end or yours.
0: Uh All right. Let's see if we got this back here. Uh, You always, you always come in at the perfect time, Kyle, you come at at the perfect time. You swoop in and and save our Wi-Fi issues here. So I appreciate that. (laughs) I'm
7: I'm concerned that we're going to lose you here in a couple of minutes.
0: Well, uh you you're doing a fine job here. So uh <laughs> uh I trust you to hold you're down the fort here for a couple minutes if I have to to figure this out, but uh um yeah. hopefully uh, it's it's resolved or it'll get resolved here in the next couple of minutes. So a 4-hour stream you're bound to have some hiccups and glitches at some point along the way. So um I have you and I have not talked about this class Kyle before we get to our next athlete. Uh, do you have any thoughts on uh, is there any prospect in this class that particularly stands out to you as far as uh, maybe people that we're not talking about or is maybe a little underrated?
7: Um, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't know if there's necessarily one specific uh, person. I don't tend to dive super, super deep into the recruiting tapes just because I think the bottom line is with Iowa, it's Iowa is a unique situation and that the, the star rating kind of like you were talking about earlier with the tight ends. I don't think it always matters for Iowa. I think Iowa looks for, People with a certain type of uh, personality, a certain type of character, um, and they look for people that fit a system. And if that guy is a three star or he's not rated, then uh, he's not rated. And if he happens to be a four or five star, then great. But I, you know, I, I think it's 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 great to to get the high end talent uh, just because those guys tend to be better athletes than the the ones that aren't aren't rated as highly. But I mean. We've had we've had guys turn out to be great from uh, from low ratings, and we've had guys turn out to be just the same from higher ratings. I think I mean the the one thing I will say is I really like what they've done um, on the interior with this class. Um, I think just in the trenches, both sides of the ball in terms of inside linebacker and um, interior offensive line, defensive line, edge rushers, uh, a lot of guys with good size, a lot of guys um on both sides of the ball on the on the offensive and defensive line that are 240, 250, 260 and up, uh, which is always good to see because I think that's just important in the Big Ten. But um doesn't I mean doesn't seem like there's that, you know, Xavier Wampa or AJ Epinesa in terms of uh the really, really highly rated recruits that we've had um sporadically throughout the last uh sort of five to 10, 20 years. Um but you think about some of the
0: best I was gonna say think about some of the best results of these recent classes were usually guys that were not four oh and right. five circuits. And part of the reason is because they don't get the four and five circuits. It's not that Xavier Wampa is not going to be an NFL guy, but I mean Cooper DeGene. Would you rather have Cooper DeGene or Xavier Wampa? I, I, w- I was just gonna say that. Like
7: <laughs> we've had Cooper DeGene and Xavier Wampa who were totally different. You know, in terms of their hype coming out of high school, and you've got one guy. I think that you at this point, and we'll give we'll give Xavier some time. I'm sure he'll turn out to be a great player. But if he turns out to be Cooper DeGene, we'll be ecstatic, right? We'll be we'll be over the moon. And he had a, a high rating. So, uh,
0: David, I use the term Wi Fi simply because that I'm not a techie, so don't read into me saying Wi Fi. Yes, I, I <laughs> know. hardwire. Yes, I. I don't don't misinterpret what I said. I'm just saying my internet was having issues. Um, so, uh, Mr. Year of the boomerang. I have never seen that name on here. That's because Mr. Year of the boomerang says he's never posted here before. He says, I watch constantly simply wanted to thank you for all you do. Well, thank you. Uh, year of the boomerang. That is a, that is the most interesting username. I, I'm just trying to figure out where that <laughs> came from. Uh, but, uh, thank you for, for being a part of the show, sir. And, um, I see. It looks like from your picture, you're from Sioux City, so you probably um, appreciate these small town uh, like kids, like Reese Mandersi, who's a a Western Iowa kid. Um, One guy that really uh, stands out to me, Kyle, when I look through this class is a kid we're hoping to hear from here later this afternoon, and that's Chima Chinike. He committed kind of late in the process, but you watch him on like he is a Mongol on tape. Like I don't know how else to describe him. He's just a dog. And I don't know where they line him up. Like they've got, I think it was James mentioned earlier, the size they have coming in along that defensive line at a high school, really impressive. And they're always going to get guys, I shouldn't say always, because that's unfair to Joe Evans, but guys like Joe Evans, I think of Parker Hesse, I think of Nate Meyer, um, yeah. Max Llewellyn is a guy who's really emerged, Ethan Herkett. Maybe these guys who aren't as physically impressive or daunting, but still are effective. It just seems like they've landed a few more of these physical prototype kids like a joseph anderson at six five two ten, um chima's six five two forty. 240 that's a big high school kid um who's got kid. really good speed and maybe a little bit raw but you gotta like what kelvin bell has done with that group since he's been here um and then who am i missing devon kennedy's another one that they landed out of arizona it was really good get that was wanted by some other power fives so um, i think he had did he have a penn state offer i'll have to pull up devon um but uh, I, I agree with you, what they've done in the trenches is obviously most important for Iowa football, but um, I think the pure athleticism, and, and that I keep referring back to uh, Ontario Thompson because he was kind of part of that run. And for the record, I want to make clear, I have not talked to Ontario. I've reached out to Ontario a couple times. We have had Ontario on this show twice. I talked to him on media day, and I know he's very busy. I have not heard from him. I'm you know, fair to say that. I want to make sure I, I make that clear. So this is me kind of just going off on a limb. I would not be shocked if he regrets his decision to leave. I wouldn't be surprised if
7: 40% of the kids in the portal right now regret their decision to leave.
0: And, and I say that, again, based nothing on what I know the, as the reason why he's leaving. Because I haven't talked to him. I, I've tried to, and, and I've not gotten a response. And that's you know that's fair. But... Like, I know he's got offers. He's got some good offers right now. He's got, quote, unquote, power five, power four offers with conference realignment, whatnot. Um, he's got, I think, Oregon State, Houston, Kansas, I believe. Um, so those are some good programs. Don't get me wrong. Those are good programs. However, I would like to know, you know, it's, it's these kids own business. What What, you know, the reason why they're leaving. But I would be curious as to what went into that decision. Because
7: I wouldn't yeah, say I, any of those Houston, Kansas, Oregon State offers. I wouldn't say any of those are defensive powerhouses either. Well Oregon State didn't have a home next year.
0: yeah they still yeah. don't have a home so we can call them power five, but they're really not. Houston's fresh into the power five and Kansas, some growing
7: pains Kansas. there
0: and and how does how does Kansas win games? <laughs> yeah, you're right they, they
7: Kansas wins that. games 49-42, not 10 to seven.
0: And the other thing about Kansas is they have been up until the last few years with uh, what's his face. They have been bottom barrel of the power five, along with Rutgers nationally, and they're no longer bottom barrel. But I just thought it was an odd decision. Um, Not again, not knowing exactly what went into the decision. Remember a year ago, Kyle, we had Ontario on this very show. And he was talking about how happy he was to be a Hawkeye. And I am not criticizing Ontario Thompson. That's not, I'm not meaning to sound like that, but isn't that crazy how, how you can have someone on a young man who is just so happy to be a Hawkeye. One year later, he blocks two punts. It's not like he didn't play at all. He blocks two punts. He's behind a loaded deep group of linemen. And I don't know what's going on behind closed doors. I would think he's in a position if he stayed that he, he'd, be able to play next year. Noah Sh- Shannon is yeah. gone. Logan Lee is gone. Uh, I, I, thought he, he- I thought he was
7: going to get snaps next year. I really did.
0: Yeah, and he's 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 got, I believe, two years left. Let me see his... Uh, do we know how many years he's got left? What his eligibility is? Two. Um, I'll pull it up here as well. So, uh, according to Iowa, let's see, he... University. Yeah, he, he was there at Iowa Western one year. So yeah, he's got uh, at least two years left. Right. And 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 I think he played in more than four games this year. So um he would have used that red shirt year technically, but yeah, two two years minimum. Um I'm just surprised by that. But uh and, and here's we gotta remember Davion Nixon entered the portal and did return. So that, that is possible. Is it probable? No. And does it normally happen? Almost never. Um, I can't even think of another Iowa athlete that did that and returned. If somebody else can think of one, please throw it up in the chat because I'd be curious. But uh, did, uh,
7: did did Josh Agundale do that the first time? he entered? Did he enter yeah. twice? Right. Yeah.
0: Basketball, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think that's – I, I bring up Iowa. I was specifically talking about Kirk because I don't know that Kirk's – he's not adverse to that. But I mean, these guys aren't even with the program right now. If you're in the portal, they're not with bull prep. They're not doing anything. So it's not like oh, guys are just out there and getting calls in their spare time. No, these guys are home. They they are off the roster. They're no longer in school. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah.
7: So yeah. it's, it's yeah. not it's not a it's not a stay until you find find a better option type of deal. It's your exactly. You kind of have to, especially somebody like Anterio has to bet on himself and that his tape was good, good enough to get an offer. I mean, I just. It, the thing that interests me about this whole thing is like and we saw we saw in this week with uh the kid um the Nebraska quarterback Dylan is it Dylan Raiola? Mm-hmm. um I don't know, I don't know if I'm butchering his last name there, but like he he decommitted twice <laughs> committed to Nebraska at his third school and you go back and you listen to him and and all of the kids I mean every time they commit somewhere it sounds like it's a marriage, right it sounds like it's forever and ever amen it's uh you know, this, this, you know, this perfect partnership, this is exactly what I'm looking for. And uh, you know, I'm going to be so happy here and I'm going to, I'm going to stay here forever. And then, you know, the next, you know, so in some recruits cases, you know, six months later, they're completely uprooted, their recruitment's open and where they're going, or they, or they're committed somewhere else. And they're saying the exact same things. And I'm not, not necessarily criticizing those kids. Cause you know, when you, when you interview for uh, a program, you know, you do a show like this. So, I mean, what's a kid supposed to say? Like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not that excited about being at Iowa or like, I'm not sure if I'll be here next year. Like n- no kid's going to say that, but I just, I find it interesting that they continue to commit and, you know, give those interviews that just sound like it's forever. And and then, you know, the, the situation's completely different in a couple of months.
0: You're uh, you're muted. I, I was there. muted there for a second. I was still, I was looking at my my little Wi Fi bar going around in a circle, just tormenting me, just <laughs> teasing me right now. Um, no, the and the transfer portal has changed so much. It didn't used to be this way. I saw on Twitter, you may have seen this the other day, Kyle, but I saw on Twitter, um, did you see the old commercial that was posted from Big Ten Network? It was remind like remind me, I think I did, but I can't remember correctly. Like ten to fifteen years ago, and Kirk was the only one that's still coaching, <laughs> but it was like them it was the old recruiting commercial where they're all talking about, you know, come to Illinois, come to Iowa, and Joe Paterno at the end goes, come to Penn State. You yeah. don't remember that? Uh yeah, I do, yeah. Okay. One of my favorite commercials, but I was thinking back like, man, how much college football has changed since then. Like yeah. everything, recruiting, everything has changed. And a lot of these I mean, all these athletes that are signing today, like if that was 15 years ago, then they were like three years old (laughs) so like all these athletes don't know this is all they know in in a sense because this is the modern era so anyways uh kyle i'm going to throw you back in the queue if you want to jump on here in a little bit uh please feel free i know you got a a schedule this afternoon but uh, i appreciate you and if for some reason stick around here if you can if for some reason uh i won't even say that the provider that uh that my internet is through because I don't want to bash them. If for some reason it decides to dump on us, you're up. <laughs> <All> right, I'll, <laughs> be, I'll be on deck. Okay, <laughs> All right. Uh, Flan squad gaming. Yes. Excited for Hawkeye football already. Isn't that crazy? You get done with Hawkeye. We're not even done. You got the bowl game ahead, but you get done with the season and you're already ready for, uh, for next year. Let's go to our next recruit. Hopefully my, uh, my wifi stays true uh, or my, excuse me. My internet stays true michael's on the line michael burt out of omaha michael welcome thanks cory how are you i'm doing good how are you michael
8: doing well it's been an exciting day
0: yeah talk about it talk about it what's it like to officially be a hawk
8: uh it's an honor uh it's a great feeling um you know obviously I, it's it's felt official this whole time but to finally kind of get that label of uh officially being a hawkeye it's, it's a good feeling and uh kind of another reminder that uh you know, time is ticking and uh, I'll be there soon. So, uh, it's, a, it's, it's truly a wonderful experience and uh very exciting.
0: I mean, if there's any place in the nation where you're going to go to play tight end, mm-hmm. obviously I was the place to go. Yeah. So what does that feel like to be able to, not only have you achieved your dream of playing power five football, but you're going to tight end you as a tight end.
8: Yeah, no, it's like, it, it's also obviously great, but uh, I just think, uh, all in all, if you throw out tight end U, I think it's a great fit, but that tight end U is something special as well. And, uh, it's, it's definitely part of a reason why, why I'm going to Iowa. And it's, it's, a uh, I'm really happy that, you know, the way they recruited me really felt like they really wanted me. And especially at a place like Iowa, who the best, the best, the best tight end school in the country. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty special. And, uh, I'm just, you know, I'm really locked
0: in for this because, uh, you can't really get any better
8: than that
0: (laughs) you're an omaha kid uh right creighton prep um i i have to ask this question because uh, i was just over at a creighton basketball game here a couple of weeks ago and uh against iowa against iowa yeah Uh, well opportunity missed we should have should have met the game but um i'm just curious michael what's it been like growing up in Husker land because I mean, there's a lot of Iowa fans in council bluffs and in Omaha, but have you grown up a Husker fan?
8: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I've been a Husker fan my whole life. Um, my whole family's kind of, you know, big red everything. And I've been that way as well. But, uh, when it came to recruiting, I couldn't really think like a fan. I had to think for myself for, as a player, as a student. Um, and, uh, Iowa, Iowa, Iowa won the race by far. So it wasn't even a question really, uh, Nothing bad against Nebraska, and I had a great visit there. And I think rule will do good things. But uh, I've certainly grown up Husker fan. It's changed a little bit, (laughs) but uh, yeah, no, we uh, we've been Husker fans, but we're Hawkeyes now.
0: Were you wearing uh, blue or gold at that game? I was wearing white, but white. Okay,
8: white. Yeah, I didn't want to kind of. I was I was going for Iowa, but um, both my friends. Going with me, they're diehard Blue Jay fans. So I was like, you know what? I, I I'll I'll wear Iowa, or excuse me, I will wear white. But when I'm on the field playing against their favorite team, Nebraska, I'll, that's when I'll show the uh, the Hawkeye colors. So it's funny because like all my friends are huge Husker fans, everything, and uh, it's just it's it's a, lot of, it's a lot of trash talk, but it's hilarious and uh, they're supportive. But um, it's it's good stuff.
0: There are some, I mean, success stories. You think about uh, what Minnesota has done recent time with the tight end position, they offered uh, you uh, Nebraska's, you know, (laughs) despite some of their struggles on the field, they've produced some good tight ends. Was there any, ever any doubt that once you got that Iowa offer and you were able to kind of experience a visit to Iowa city, was there really any doubt or maybe even when the, the uh, offensive coordinator change was made?
8: Uh, There wasn't, there wasn't really any doubt. Um, you know, in in the summer for my recruiting process, I wanted to take it the right way, and I didn't want to rush anything. And so that for that way, I know that I'll be sure. You know, kind of throughout, up until today, up until up until um, up until June, and up until throughout my career, um, I took it the right way, and I took it. I took my time, even though even though it was somewhat quick. Uh, I, I didn't really need any more time. So there's not really any doubts. Uh, you know, I was talking to. Some coaches from there when uh, the offensive coordinator situation came about and, you know, like the guys are still locked in, you know, one, you know, like coaches make a difference, of course. But uh, I just think, you know, the culture in that program is not going to change or nothing's like nothing's going to, you know, fall out or anything. Um, So there wasn't there's honestly zero doubt and I'm happy where uh, the situation will lead to.
0: Between you and Gavin Hoffman, I mean, I just marvel at this every single year, and I'm not trying to ooh and on your guys' tape, but as I said to our friend Kyle, who was on it a minute ago, you know, one of the more confounding things during Coach Ferrance's tenure to me has been the fact that there aren't more four and five star tight ends flocking to Iowa City. When you see a graphic like you probably saw on Twitter, and I think it was from a recent NFL game, where like three of the top four receivers in the NFL. They, or excuse me, three of the top four tight ends and receiving yards in the NFL right now are all from Iowa. Uh, like, why would you not want to go to Iowa regardless if you need developed or not quote unquote, everybody needs developed of course. But I, and then I look at, at, you know, your tape and I look at a guy like Gavin Hoffman, Addison, a string is a perfect example. I saw that kid at a sun Prairie, Wisconsin, you know, he's a baseball commit. You watch him on tape and I'm like, how is this kid ranked? You know, like 1,182nd in the country and like, there's no way that's accurate. He Correct. gets to Iowa City, and he's playing as a freshman. And you know, I'm not. You know, of course, we don't know if if Luke Lachey comes back next year. You're going to have a tremendous mentor available at your disposal. But like, Iowa's going to play the guy that's that's most ready, which is an indication to me that guys like Addison were just better than they were rated by these ser- by these services. And I know Gavin's rated by many as a, as a four star. You're uh, rated by many as a, as a high three, but. I think ultimately Iowa just knows how to evaluate that position better than almost any other school in the country. Is I mean, I obviously I know you're gonna you're gonna put the chips on yourself, so to speak, but can you talk about Gavin and, and the rest of the the group that this program typically recruits to that position?
8: I, I think especially with this position, but with all positions, I just think Iowa just kinda of throws the stars out the window and they, they kind of base themselves on their own judgment. Like they know. Like honestly, I don't think and again, I, I was recruited by different schools and different schools you know, showed love. but I don't think any other school knows what Iowa knows, especially about this position, especially about who they see has the most you know upside and who they can develop the best. And I think I think Iowa does that really well. Me and Gavin, uh, we we're, we're, were close. We haven't met in person actually because I didn't go on the same visit as him, but we stay really close in social media. He's a hell of a player, and I think he and I are both two players that can really, really develop well in this program. And uh, the great thing about Iowa is that, like, you play as a freshman or you don't play until senior, you're going to have a shot at the next level no matter what, um, if, you know, if you're good enough, of course. But regarding, regarding talent, I think if you're, t- if you're good enough and you don't play until your senior year, you know, you can still be good enough. But I just think developmental-wise, I just think um, Iowa really, really has the edge on that. And that's a large reason why I chose to be a Hawkeye. And uh, I think Adam and I will develop well in this program. And, um, you know, I want to play, obviously, as soon as possible. But I also want to focus on developing. And uh, when the time comes, I'll be ready no matter what. So, um, you know, you look at Zach Orworth, like, I don't know if a ton of people expect him to, you know, get the minutes he got. And he made some big impact on the field. Unfortunately, you know, Luke and Eric went down and Addison had a couple games. Um, but Zach, Zach's a freshman and, like, he, he's still going to be developed throughout these next few years. But, like, he looked ready. Even though he's a freshman, like, that's who I want to be. I want to be a guy who is going to focus on development throughout my years at Iowa. But I also just want to be that guy who's ready um, to play whenever I need to. And whenever that time comes, I'll be ready. But I think the development is top-notch at Iowa.
0: Well said. And Zach Wortworth's a great example of a young guy. I mean, I'm really high on Grant Leaper. You know, He comes to Iowa as a, a gray shirt. Haven't seen him yet. And I think people are sleeping on him as well. Um, but anyways, you and Gavin are certainly good examples of that and, and opportunity will most certainly be, be knocking. And I mean, we haven't gotten any official announcements expect Eric all to move on. And if Luke Lachey comes back, I, I mean, yeah, he's, he's going to be tied in one, but, uh, what a guy to learn from because he is, if Eric's not Luke is the next great NFL tight end. what do you make of this success in the NFL? What you're seeing at of Sam Laporta, at a TJ Hawkinson out of. Uh, George Kittle, out of Noah Fant. What's that like on the sidelines, knowing you're about to play for this program? It's super
8: exciting knowing that they were in a very similar position as I am, and 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 what Gavin is in right now. You know, a high, you know, high recruited, but not like national five star type of guy. And but when you put yourself through Iowa, that it's super exciting knowing that George Kittle, Sam Laporta, Fant, Hawkinson, and a lot of others like they were in similar positions. So to go through the same developmental program that they were at and to just learn from them and to stay in touch with them. And um, I just think that's a huge thing. And it's obviously very exciting and I'm excited to experience what they experienced at Iowa. LH wants to know, do you have a favorite Iowa tight end? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I love all of them, but if I had to pick one, it's probably george kittle just because of how how vers i mean they're all versatile as heck but the way george kittle can take on blocks is just unmatched i think and he can still run fast and run good routes so uh george kittle is a guy that i really like to,
0: to um to study i, I see uh, several comments in the chat people who are just happy that you're a part of uh part of this roster and a part of this class is there. I asked this question earlier, I believe it was to Reese but is there somebody in this class that you perceived Michael to kind of take the leadership role or almost like the spokesman of the class? There's not the prototypical five-star kid, there's like Caden Proctor, Xavier Wampa, but I think just so much balance, not just with the tight end room and, and what this class looks like, but throughout every, every position, basically, is there anybody that's stepped up into that role yet?
8: Um, you know, Unfortunately, I wasn't really able to meet a lot of them in person because I didn't go on the same visit. I've known, I've gotten to know him, James Reeser, Reesar, however you pronounce the quarterback from Florida. Uh, Watch his film; he's spectacular. I'm really excited to work with him. Uh, other than that, you know, I haven't seen much just because I haven't been able to um, get to know a ton of them in person. But um, you know, me being who I am, I think I can be ready to take on that role. Um, I'm, I'm ready to. Come in and uh, lead whoever, and uh, just excited to do that. And uh, I know that there's there's other guys in this class that are able to take on that role, but I can certainly take on that role.
0: We've kind of gotten to know you a little bit here over the last few minutes, but for people that don't know you, um, from a person to person standpoint, what kind of a leader are you? And are you are you would you consider yourself to be more of an introvert or an extrovert?
8: Um, good question. Um, you know, the way I lead, the way I've led my high school team is just by always kind of being the first one to the line, uh, hustling up, never having to be coached on effort or for effort, but only, you know, getting coached on whatever I need to do to get better. But I don't think the coach need to worry about my effort or my attitude at all. And so I, I believe that, you know, attitudes are contagious. And that's, that's a way that I see myself leading a team or a group or whatever in life. Uh, attitudes are contagious. That's kind of my, kind of my, uh, motto, uh, introvert, extrovert, you know, um, you know, um, what do you mean by introvert, extrovert, like on the field, off the field, socially or like,
0: yeah, is it different? Do you take on a different personality off the field as you do on, are you like George Kittle? Or are you a WWE wrestler off on the field? And, uh, I don't know what he is off the field, but
8: yeah, I don't, I don't, even, I don't <laughs> Uh that's a really good question. In fact, I, I, you know, as many, as a couple of my teachers have actually explained, you know, uh, talked to me about, they see myself and I see myself as well, is, you know, kind of having that switch on the field and off the field. Like, I'd I, I love to be a nice, welcoming, comforting, soft individual off the field. And, but when, when I get on the field, it's, you know, the switches turn and it's, it's go time, it's crush time. Um, so it's really fun to have that uh, switch in my, in my head. Um, because you know off the field you know i'm a football player but you know i'm also just a bright person who wants to get to know people but on the field it's it's 100 different yeah
0: not nice comforting and soft are those the three <laughs> those are the three qualities that you just that's don't worry that's off the field okay <laughs> <laughs> yes you're the yeah. opposite on the field yeah no 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 question about it but uh um Okay, so la- last couple things for me, and do appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, um, on a, on a, sure a very busy day. Um, how often do you go to Spaghetti Works in downtown Omaha? Uh, that's a
8: great question. Uh, I haven't been there. In a, you know what? I went there in the summer. It's kind of like a twice a year type of deal. It used to be back when I I'm the oldest of seven kids, and so um, my mom would always every Monday they have like free kids meal or something like that, and so we go every Monday. Um, it's it's kind of it's a lot less now but uh i definitely uh like like what they do because they have like a really good salad bar and their spaghetti is pretty solid so you know they uh,
0: you get three pasta refills michael you get yeah free exactly free pasta refills i mean that's where, where else would you get that i know and it's like i, I want to say as i got an eggplant parmesan it was actually right before the creighton game i know this is fabulous listening for people who are watching this right now. Uh, Eggplant Parmesan, you get you pile your plate full of whatever off the salad bar, and they got potato salad and cottage cheese and salad and all this stuff. The salad, We used to have a Spaghetti Works down in Des Moines. It's now gone. I believe the only Spaghetti Works that are left are Omaha and then maybe one west of Omaha somewhere. Maybe you know, but um, I, I'd never been. I stumbled upon it. We were looking for a place to to uh, eat uh, when we were in downtown. And, um, and then the other place I'll give a shout-out to because... I mean, uh, people in Omaha are going to sponsor the show anyways. Um, Coneflower, mm, I've cone been there. Flour ice cream. Yes. My mom loves that place a lot. I've been it's, there. You've only been there once.
8: Correct. There's, there's another ice cream place that's right by my house. I live in this place, this neighborhood, it's called Dundee and, uh, there's basically a strip of road of, you know, there's a, there's like the famous gas station that all the middle schoolers go to that I used to hit up all the time. Right across from that is this place. It's called E-Creamery, and it's a business. It's a single, you know, there's only one of them uh, in Omaha, I think. Uh, it's right by my house, so it's expensive. But that's kind of my solid go-to ice cream place. But uh, Cone flower is
0: really good. And and people are big on Ted and Wally's, aren't they? Yes. Thank you.
8: There you go. That's another I do love ten Wally's. Um You can get you can get fancy there for sure. It's really good. Uh,
0: I think Omaha is such a, a cool city because, well, first of all, being having grown up here in Central Iowa, um, you know I, everybody loves the zoo, right? Everybody loves Omaha Zoo. But yeah. I th- I'll just say this real quickly, not to rip on the zoo. <laughs> I was disappointed in the last time I we went to the zoo. Everything was shut down. You had hardly any concessions open. Besides the fact, downtown Omaha is awesome, and the fact that it hosts. The the uh, College World Series, you got the Big Ten Baseball Tournament. Uh, CHI is a beautiful arena for Creighton. Um, it's just a, a great sports town. So, talk about your new home. What what do you think about when you've been to Iowa City? What's that going to be like as far as a transition?
8: Um, you know, I you know I I'm, I'm familiar with uh, Lincoln a lot. I think Iowa City is like a better version of Lincoln. I think it blends in with the college town well. Uh, it's definitely a college town. There's a lot of nice nice restaurants around you can kind of access anything at any point everything's pretty close Um, in terms of like switching cities i think you know having been there a few times already i really feel like this is going to be a very smooth transition um it might not be but even if it is like i know i'm going to end up being pretty solid in this place Uh, i think iowa city is perfect because it's for me you know it's not the biggest city in the world which is probably a good thing um and uh you know but it's still a city it's still a town and there's still a lot of fans a lot of hype one thing i love about it is that you know there's not really just like nebraska really there's not like a professional team that like every single person in the town is rooting for like it's iowa hawkeyes like that's 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 everyone's team and i really like that because the culture around that kind of blends in with with uh, the people in the town and i just it's like one big family because you know, if you, if you live in a big city, you got, you know, these people cheering for the NBA team, and then these people cheering for other professional teams, and it's like, oh, well, here's our college team, too. But in Iowa, it's like, this is the top team. Like, this is who we're all going for, and I love that. And that's, that's kind of what I've uh, experienced in my childhood with a different team, but um, I'm on the better team now, and uh, I like that about Iowa City.
0: Absolutely. And I was just going to add to that. I think what you just said is a perfect message to future recruits and coach Don Patterson. we have doing post game coverage each and every week during the season. He has talked about this. He's a Texas guy. And of course he used to recruit kids from the Lone Star state and tell them like, Hey, you know, you're used to the Dallas Cowboys being kind of America's team down here where you go to Iowa, the Hawkeyes are, are Iowa's team. And uh that's, that's what we have here is college football. And it's, it's, it is special. And I think no, no disrespect to Nebraska. There's no question Nebraska football is special. But uh, you made the right choice coming here. And there's one final question I want to get to in the chat here, Michael. Uh, Erica wants to know who your host was when you visited.
8: Uh, Luke Lachey. Yeah. Know him very well. Uh, we stay close. We keep in touch. And I really hope he comes back. Uh, he's going to be, if he comes back, a great mentor. And he's going to help this team a lot uh luke was my was my host and uh he could not have been a better host and he was a big reason why i felt like a really good fit in iowa are you rooming with gavin i don't know uh i talked to coach lavar woods uh he's given me a um he's just i don't know i want to um just the one thing that's like hesitating me is like should I room with the same person in my position group that I'm going to be with every day? Or should I kind of like branch out room with like a defensive back or linebacker? But Gavin and I are very close. And I think it'd be a solid, solid, uh, idea to room with him. Uh, I don't know yet, but, uh, he's definitely one of the options. I don't know. Who I'm going to room with yet.
0: What is your uh, schedule? Like, are you getting there in January? Or are you going to be there in the summer? I'll be there and I'll
8: be in there in the summer. I know Gavin's enrolling early. Uh, I go to, Private school, high school. Uh, I will not be able to graduate unless I unless I go through all uh, both semesters, which is fine. Uh, I'll get better. Um, I won't be with the team, but uh, I'll get better throughout the spring, and I'll be ready to go in, in uh, June.
0: And and I, we've kind of dusted over everything. And and again, thank you for your time. But the the one other thing that we should probably hit on because it may be the most important to this conversation specifically is. What do you bring skill set that's unique as a tight end? I mean you're a I mean we're got you listed at what six foot six. Uh let's see, where do we have you at right now? Where, what are you weight wise? I'm I'm two twenty. Uh
8: I think a lot of websites have me as two thirty. Um I'm not quite that big. Uh, I'm I'm a solid two twenty. Um uh, definitely versatile. Uh, I can run. Uh I can I've gotten faster this past year. That's kind of been my main focus. Uh I can block. Um I think I think a good solid description of what you can count on me as a tight end and I think it fits both Iowa is my versatility um, with, you know, um, I'm very confident in doing kind of both things. Uh, I I don't see myself right now being specialized in a certain attribute uh, if rather if it's blocking or uh, receiving, I think, um, you know, with my size, I think I'm at a solid size right now to kind of slowly go or or fast, you know, they're probably going to get me. I don't know. I know Iowa can get you big fast, but, uh, from, from what I've experienced throughout my entire high school career is my ability to do kind of everything, kind of a little bit of everything or a lot of everything. Uh, I just, I like being versatile. I I like being reliable in a lot of different aspects of the game and that's kind of what you can, that's what I see myself doing in the next, in the, in my, in the next few years at Iowa, um, is, is my versatility. And I think I can, I think I can, being counted on, on making a big block, making a big, making a great route and get good catch for a touchdown. Uh, all those things get me excited. A big block gets me very excited. A big catch gets me very excited. So I want to be versatile and I see myself doing that. And I know the coaches will uh, develop uh, my versatility even more. So it'll be good.
0: Last question for me, Michael. What's your family been like through this process? What have they meant to you as it relates to your, your football career and the start of your adulthood? Uh, They they've just been tremendous. Uh, They they, you know,
8: they've encouraged uh, My decision into what I believe is the best fit for me They are big Husker fans, but you know what they did not let that get to their, you know Influence in in telling me where I should go. They they never really told me where I should go they they see from a mile away that i was the best fit for me but they left that up to me they 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 encouraged yet they observed um and once i made that decision they they, they they were so supportive and today they're extremely supportive and very happy and they meant so much about this process you know you know i was kind of the top runner in my decision but to have their support meant a lot and um it feels really good to have that from my family
0: Kurt in the chat says, "I've been a Hawkeye fan living in Omaha, in Ashland, Nebraska, the last 36 years." He says, "You got a good uh, head on your shoulders," and um, I echo that. It's Been great getting to know you a little bit here, Michael, and uh, we look forward to you uh, being a part of the Black and Gold. Here, we'll probably chat with you before, but if not, we'll talk to you media day. Um, you got a good attitude; keep that up, and uh, you're going to do great things at a great place.
8: Thanks, Corey. I appreciate it. I will definitely keep. I watch your show all the time, so I'm uh, excited. Keep watching you and I uh, will
0: stay in touch appreciate that Michael thank you sir congrats thank you Michael Burt out of Creighton prep in Omaha tight end you commit he is uh he and Gavin Hoffman, man this is a uh, I, I say underrated I don't think anybody that actually follows recruiting or certainly follows Iowa recruiting is um, has any idea that either of these kids are anything less than a four-star recruit and, I mean frankly if I was if I was offering you a scholarship at tight end, like you have a pretty good idea of uh, what you're going to get. So uh, with his size and with with both of theirs, they both got soft hands. They seem to be appear to be good route runners on tape. Again, you get kind of getting a limited glimpse uh, at them. But I just have such faith. We talk about Phil Parker's ability to develop DBs. How about uh, how about Kirk's ability and, and Brian's ability? I think there's no question about it. Abdul Hodge, uh, as a tight ends coach, has to be given some credit here. The last couple of years, but LeVar Woods knows tight ends as well. They just got a staff that. uh, Give credit to the head coach; he's kept these guys together and has built a group that, regardless of who's actually coaching that room, um, they put guys get guys ready for the league, and and it's amazing. In spite of some of the struggles on offense, how much tight end production uh, this this group, this staff has produced, and um, we're seeing the results of that at the next level. Three, you could argue right now, three of the top four tight ends in the league are from Iowa. That's not exaggerating at all with TJ Hawkinson, Sam Laporta and the uh, George Kittle. And when's the last time we've seen a rookie enter the fray for top two or three tight end in the league. I'm going to add uh, Kyle back in here, Kyle. Uh, you just heard uh, Michael on here. Um, he's one of the many recruits in this class that I'm excited about. But again, I I'm just shocked when I see the three star status next to a kid like him and, uh, you know, good head on his shoulders, but Iowa recruits not just on a guy's upside, but, uh, a guy's willingness, their attitude to be able to, to do the dirty work, work work on special teams. And physically, he has he already has the parts physically that, uh, that he needs to be able to come in here and play early. And he brought up Zach Ortworth. He's a kid that we have not talked about enough. He made a couple of big plays in the passing game, had to step thrown into action. I don't believe he, if I recall, he did not enroll early. So here's a kid who came in the summer, worked through fall camp, and his number was called at a position that you typically don't think is super easy to play as a freshman.
7: Yeah, what what uh was he tight end four or five to start the year? Well, at least five.
0: No, at least five, because you had Steven Stilianos go down, yeah. you had Stilianos, Stringer Stringer. all go down and, and Addison Ostringa was down for a while. I believe it yeah. was against am I right in saying at Wisconsin. It was at that game, and I believe that was the game where a was I think Stilianos was the top guy, and then well Eric all started the game as a top guy. He goes down with a yeah, nasty three. Yeah. And yeah. they won that game, and not maybe in large part due to tight end play, but Guys like Zach Ortworth had to come in and play. It's just, uh, it's amazing how we, we talked about it preseason. That was probably the deepest room. They needed every last piece of depth they had.
7: Yeah, they, I mean, looking back on our, our preseason discussions about tight end and like talking about it as the position that could withstand those kind of injuries, that was, I mean, that was tested as much as you could ever remember a position group at Iowa being tested in that that way.
0: And even Johnny Pascuzzi, he's a a walk on from Kansas city. He came in and played significant snaps uh, at tight end. Um, I don't know what it is about the, the Iowa city water. You even have Parker Hesse, who is a defensive end. (laughs) He's playing tight end in the league. So I don't know how that's possible, but it's, uh, it's happened. So um, yeah, yeah, just super. What were your, do you have any takeaways from, from, from Mr. Burt?
7: I thought really well-spoken, really good head on his shoulders. I like, you know, Obviously, the fact that he was a a Husker fan, but he was kind of putting that aside to figure out what was best for him. (laughs) I think, yeah, yeah. I I, we say that we're going to throw that around jokingly because it is funny. But you know, in all seriousness, like there's, I I can see being in that uh, position myself and and being apprehensive about, you know, if Iowa State offered me, you know, I would certainly have second thoughts about looking at that objectively. So so good on him for for looking at it in terms of what's best for him. And um, obviously it makes it a lot easier knowing what Iowa has done at that position the last couple of years, but um, yeah, he just seemed like a really well-spoken kid and I uh, I'm totally with you. I don't, I don't, I don't think he really cares about the three-star rating. I think he, I I put a comment in the chat, but um, you know, him, him voicing his confidence over the ability for Iowa to, to select the tight end that they want and then develop that, that player, the fact that you have that level of confidence in your coaching staff to, to go through that process and get to the right NFL type of guy year after year after year. And then to realize, Hey, those guys have used that knowledge and that uh, intelligence and they've chosen me like that. That has to be a very, very, um,
0: that has to be a very good feeling. This might be a better question for coach Patterson because of course, Don coached tight ends. He coached quarterbacks. He's called plays. Um, But I'd be curious to ask him, maybe we will next week when we do our bowl preview, but like, if this offense can start getting wideouts involved consistently. I mean, there were moments this year where we saw Caleb Brown get involved. Um, Seth Anderson had a couple of uh, highlights, I think, week one against Utah State where he, he breaks loose on a go route over the top. But in general, they've struggled to get wide receivers involved. How much better can this offense be if you can simply get receivers involved and how much I don't even know what the upside is for tight end production. Like I understand you're going to get a lot of tight ends are going to get a lot of catches in this system, but I mean, I've had how many people in the past year say to me, Corey, how in the world do Iowa tight ends continue to make play after play and just rack up yardage, rack up catches in spite of the struggles elsewhere on offense. Like you would think that defenses would be able to scheme to stop tight end Play in the tight end production in the passing game. And Iowa still finds a way to to get those guys involved and get them ready for the next level. So, you know, it's kind of like the discussion of the defense. How much better can the defense be if the offense can just give them a little bit more time off the field, uh, n- not put them in precarious positions? Uh, field position-wise, I'd say the same thing about, about tight end production.
7: Yeah, and that the, the interesting thing about that position, I mean, you even just look at somebody with Michael Burt's build or, George Kittle's build, TJ Hawkinson's build. I mean, Michael Burt, he said obviously he's listed at 230, he's more like two twenty, but say he fills out to 6'6", 240, 245 at some point, which I think is more than reasonable. I mean, whether you're scheming for that guy or not, and this has been the case for Iowa tight ends, like who do you put on him? Do you put a linebacker on him? Do you put a, you know, do you put a defensive back that's just way too small on him? Do you put I mean it's 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 a great position to develop well in terms of the passing game because like you can say we're scheming for Iowa tight ends this week all you want but good luck putting somebody on them with the size speed and playmaking ability to actually stop somebody like a Sam Laporta or a, a TJ Hawkinson or a George Kittle because those guys are just um whether or not you scheme for them they're just physical I mean George Kittle's a physical nightmare even in the league I mean he he presents all sorts of problems in the run blocking game in the pass blocking game in the pass catching game and so does uh Sam LaPorta-Hawkinson, and all the rest.
0: And Gavin Hoffman, 6'5", 220. He's also a Kansas City tight end. Technically, he's Overland Park, Kansas. He's considered to be the number one player in the state of Kansas. Again, top 200 kid nationally per 247. So both guys physically uh, impressive. And I would say the same thing about Grant Leaper. Uh, Honestly, I mean, I'll just say this because he's proven me wrong so far. The one guy maybe I wasn't real high on coming out of high school was Zach Ortworth. I mean, just based on watching tape, but I'm I'm certainly no expert. So, Kyle, I'm gonna I'm gonna bump you out. We've got uh, Joseph Anderson here waiting in the chat, but uh, as long as you can hang tight, do that. But I appreciate your help. All right, sounds good. Thank you, sir. All right, uh, Lemansky with the super chat says that great Michael Burt segment. Great example of maturity fits the Iowa way. Amen. Uh, appreciate the super chat, Lamansky. And uh, mentioned Joseph Anderson uh, hopping on with us. Joseph is with us. Thank you, Joseph, for taking the time. Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me. Thank you. So congratulations, man. This is a big day for you. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's been busy. busy. And, uh, you know, a lot has went into uh, the buildup for this day. What's it feel like to officially be a Hawk?
9: Um, it's pretty refreshing. And it's really, like, stress relieving,
0: too. For this long to be over. But I'm thankful for this opportunity. Can you talk a little bit about what went into your decision? I know you've been asked this a lot, but I mean, um, you've got some some physical traits that you can't teach, so there's no question that you had options to go a variety of places. Um, but you you settled on Kelvin Bell and this Phil Parker led defense. Why?
9: Uh, I just really liked the defense, the way it fit, being in a forefront, being outside, on like the edge. And I just really liked the coaching staff and being in Iowa City.
0: What's it been like at uh, Westminster? You're a, a St. Louis kid. We were just talking about – we were talking to Michael Burt from Omaha, and we were talking about Gavin Hoffman from Kansas City. We're kind of working our way across the, the Midwest. But uh, what's it been like at Westminster and St. Louis growing up in the uh, kind of the big city?
9: Uh, I didn't really grow up deep in the city, but uh, it was pretty chill for me, I guess. I grew up in the county most of my life, so
0: yeah. That was pretty chill. And I'm looking through your, uh, you kind of had a, a similar uh, list as Michael Burton. We just talked with mm-hmm. uh, Nebraska was in on you. Um, Kansas offered, uh, you had an offer from Iowa state, from Kansas state. Again, you had plenty. I mean, Missouri was in on you. It an sec power this year, Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking through power fives and then some really good G five programs like Toledo and then an, an FCS power in North Dakota state. Um, It's interesting what this line does. The way this defensive line seems to operate, at least since Phil Parker took over the defense and Kelvin Bell was uh, hired as a defensive line coach, they love numbers. Mm -hmm. And the ability to have depth and have eight or nine guys you can throw out there fresh gives the opportunity for younger guys like yourself to play early if they're ready. And if they're not ready, you have a guy like Ontario Thompson this year who comes in on defense, Joseph, and blocks a couple of punts. So do you kind of take the same approach that, hey, whatever it takes to get me on the field, that's what I'm going to do? Yes, sir.
9: I just plan on going up there and working extremely hard and following what the coaches have for me.
0: And what's your greatest trait as a a defensive end? I mean, physically, again, you've got size, you've got length. Um, What would you say your, your best trait as a defensive lineman is? Definitely my speed coming off the edge. Yeah. So what is your speed? Can you give us an idea on your 40 or have you ran the 40 or a hundred meter? Uh,
9: My hundred was an 11.4 and then my 40 was a 4.7.
0: Okay. And so talk about how uh, when you decided on Iowa, um, what was your visit like? I mean, what was it that ultimately sold you on the Hawks? Was it the fact that you're going to kind of still be close to home? Was that a factor um, did not matter at all. What what was your kind of your criteria like?
9: I uh, definitely the proximity to home that played a part because my parents can come to my games, so that was pretty important to me. And then kind of just how I felt there around the coaching staff. So if like if I didn't feel comfortable or if I felt like like I just something felt off, which like nothing really felt off there, that was kind of the reason
0: and you get to play for the uh, best assistant coach in the country. Right. What does that feel like? Now that that's uh, it?
9: that's pretty exciting to me, honestly. It was uh, it was really exciting to see that and like I'm happy I'm going to be coached by him, so.
0: Can you talk a little bit about your upbringing, Joseph, like um who has meant a lot to you in your development, not only as a football player but as a young man now you're entering adulthood? You're going off to college. I'm sure your family's nervous but excited for you. Um, who's been a big uh, source of help and support during during your teen years?
9: Uh, my parents. They've always been the ones there for me, especially my dad taking me like track meets and stuff and practices, and then my brothers too because they're playing college football right now on a division one level. So they're always an aid to me and giving me tips and stuff, like getting me ready to go up there and be a division one athlete. Where are your brothers oh, at, Justin? Uh my oldest brother is at Yale and then my older brother Josh is at Eastern Michigan.
4: How?
0: Yale. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you you got a bit of a brainiac in the family. Yes sir. So what what uh man, so he's playing for Yale. What's it like to play for Yale? What has he told you about playing for an Ivy League school?
9: Uh, I mean, he seems to really enjoy it. I don't really hear that many complaints. So, yeah, so, and they just won the Ivy League championship back to back. So he's enjoying it.
0: But you're the best football player out of all of them, right? Right. <laughs> what positions do they they all are they also defensive linemen? No, they're actually tackles. Oh, okay.
9: Yeah, offensive tackles or defensive? Yes, tackles? Offensive tackles, on fault.
0: Nice, very cool. Um, okay. So, what's your plan? Are, are you going to be here in the summer? Or are you getting here early in January? What's the timeline?
9: Um, no, I'll be getting up there in the summer in June.
0: Okay. Well, uh, there's a, a great track record of uh young athletes. I think of one we were just talking about with Michael Burt, Zach Ortworth, who was uh from the St. Louis area, he comes in as a tight end, the position that's, you know, notoriously a little bit harder to play early. And he comes in and contributed right away. Um, So I was a place that uh, I'm sure you, you know, this, and you've been told this, that if you're, you're ready to go and you're working hard, whether it be on special teams or on defense, um, if you're ready to contribute, they'll, they'll throw you out there. So, uh, congratulations on the decision joseph and uh, safe travel safe i know it's ways for you uh, get to iowa city in in mm-hmm. june enjoy the last few months of high school and living at home and we'll look forward to seeing you in the black and gold we'll talk to you next uh, next august at media day all right thank you thank you joseph all right joseph anderson out of st louis young kid who uh, we talked about this defensive group he talked about his speed but again the, the physical prowess of these guys and uh, we'll bring our expert back in. (laughs) I'm not, listen, I don't need that. I don't need that title. We don't need expectations around here. Like what I'm doing right now, Kyle, I'm, I'm actually interviewing (laughs) the prospects and then I am bringing you back in to react. Like this is like, (laughs) what would be a good comparison? Like when they bring Tim Legler in to react after a press conference from, (laughs) from one of the coaches in the NBA. So anyways, um, yeah this is going to be an exciting group of uh, defensive linemen and again when you have guys leaving unfortunately um uh, because i think a lot of us hoped that ontario thompson would be here for another year we hope that we'd be able to see noah shannon this year opportunity knocks um you know brian allen jr is a guy who i could see getting some snaps um you know jeremiah Pittman got some snaps this year perhaps he works into the fray a little bit more here in 2024 but uh uh, you know, Kenneth, Kenneth Merriweather is another athletic freak from Detroit that they added in the 23 class. Mm-hmm. And he's an intriguing prospect uh, who used to be a receiver. So uh, they've recruited uh, kind of a, taken an interesting approach with recruiting defensive linemen. To me, they've almost got more raw talent than they have in the past. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's always going to be position conversions. Um, You know, Drew Campbell's a guy we haven't talked about much. Is he a defensive lineman? Is he a linebacker like his brother? Sounds like he's probably an edge rusher, but uh, yeah, Joseph should be another good one. And uh, you know, by all by all accounts, uh, Kelvin Bell has just done a tremendous job developing young guys with this room.
7: Yeah, I was I was watching a little bit of uh, a little bit of film on Mr. Anderson while he was in doing his uh, interview with you there, and he's I mean he's definitely a very, he's a raw athlete. He's really, really quick, uh, quick strides gets off the line really quickly. Um, so that, that was what stood out to me, um, on the, on the tape, definitely a lot of room to fill out too. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. Cause obviously him being, did you ask him about his weight? I, I missed the first part of it.
0: Um, uh, I didn't ask him he's listed at what, uh, listed at two He's got a big frame though. I mean, he's going to, he'll grow into that frame. I could. I mean, um, he looks like he could add forty pounds comfortably, <laughs> or maybe even more. Dean Frein says, uh, "Who is Kyle?" <laughs> <laughs> Dean Frein wants to know who you are, Kyle. <laughs> well, my name is Kyle. Uh, I'm six foot two, about uh, what one ninety? Is that is that uh,
7: right? Uh, uh, yeah, I was. I'm I'm in the middle in, in the middle of a cut right now. I was I was about two fifteen. I'm down to about two hundred now.
0: Uh, so, Hawkeye Howard answered the question. Kyle is the man. The one <laughs> Kyle is our Ed Podolak, uh, so, so there you go. <laughs> we'll but, we'll, take so Kyle, it, we'll take it. Kyle helps with a lot of the uh, behind-the-scenes work uh, on the channel, and he, he's a moderator here as well. And uh, you, you just finished up school yourself, so uh, what's it feel like to be... I'll interview you for a second. What's it feel like to be done with college?
7: Well, my uh, everything just got certified today with uh, grades and everything, so that's kind of the finality to it that's good so no I'm, I'm excited i'll be at think by next year and that's going to be it's gonna be good to be there for the entirety of the of the year instead of just kind of hopping in for the summer and then hopping out i'll get to see the whole operation and enjoy that side of things instead of kind of going in and out
0: and you do have an advantage that i don't have you are a former college athlete <laughs> yeah i'm seriously you're a former college athlete you know i mean not division yeah. one but i mean you're you yeah know, you're right. a, you know you you golf at the college level so um, Ben says, uh, I'll give you two strokes per side. Um, <laughs> so uh, I will, uh,
7: I, I, would like a follow-up comment on how much we're putting on that.
0: Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, Kyle, I'm going to, I'm going to boot you back out, but, uh, stay if you can leave, if you must and, uh, appreciate your time. Sounds good. All right. Uh, appreciate Kyle and appreciate Joseph Anderson. And we're rolling along here through our three o'clock hour. Before we get to our next prospect, I do want to give a shout-out to our sponsor. Talked a little bit about uh, Under the Kitchen earlier. We're going to hear a message from uh, Under the Kitchen, and we'll uh, give a quick shout-out to um, our sponsor, Iowa Floor Covering. So stay tuned. We've got Josh Janowski here set to uh, join the show, interior offensive lineman who has signed his national letter of intent be a part of the 2024 iowa class we'll be back with more here from the hawkeye of the storm it's hawkeye hangout talking about the 2024 iowa football class straight from the man cave kinnick under the kitchen authentic original player artwork is being drawn up for hawkeye fans everywhere locally made prints of stars wearing the black and gold from the past present and future. How about current Hawkeye superstars, Cooper DeGene and Tori Taylor? Legends of the past like Jack Campbell, Spencer Lee, and Tim Dwight, plus future phenoms like Aaron Graves. There are so many options available. They make great gifts and your purchase benefits the Hawkeye athletes wearing the black and gold. Visit Under the Kitchen on Facebook or at Under the Kitchen's new website. That's underthekitchen.square.site. Again, that's underthekitchen.square.site. Check out Under the Kitchen today and get your authentic, original Hawkeye print. Certainly appreciate Under the Kitchen. Also want to give a special shout out to... Iowa Floor Covering, and uh, not only their tough uh, their tough core flooring, their snap-together flooring. It's available at iowafloorcovering.com slash DIY. Um, you can get it at a special rate, 269 per foot, but they also have so many other options. Maybe it's a DIY project. Maybe you just need advice on tile or, or carpet. They even do tile showers. I uh, can help you with whatever project you're set to undergo. Give them a call, 515-379-7000, right in the heart of central Iowa, 515 515- Three seven nine seven thousand. We appreciate Iowa floor covering once again for being a part of our live shows here. All right, uh, let's go back to our next athlete. We have got Iowa signee. Now he's a signee. Josh Janowski's with us. Josh, welcome. How are you? Good. Good to be here. Doing good, man. Uh, how do you feel? It's a, it's a big day. Uh, I mean, exciting. I know that there's been a lot of hype. The The, uh, the smoke has been building, and uh, sure. hopefully uh, you feel a little bit of pressure off your shoulders. How do you feel to be locked in?
10: Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously, like, being committed, it's not, like, 100%. You don't know what's going to happen. So, I mean, uh,
0: just signing
10: the the letter of antenna, I mean, it's it's a blessing. So, I'm uh, definitely happy. The pressure off my shoulders, and I'm just ready to work, so...
0: Talk about uh, that work. I mean, what's uh, what's work been like to get to this point? Who's been instrumental in your your development process, and um, just what gives you confidence that Iowa can get you to the next level?
10: hundred uh, percent, definitely like my coaches. Um, I come from Lincoln Way, so like a lot of uh, um, former high school, East players went on to Iowa, like Adam Gaddis, Turner Palisard. Um. There's just been a lot of people, and we have. We're uh, one of the top programs in Illinois. And Coach uh, Zavona, our head coach, does a great job with like uh, prepping our our uh, athletes to to the next level. Um, he teaches us discipline and everything. And uh, I mean, yeah, I have to like give it all to my coaches. They have just been really uh, pushing me, and they have really been on me to become the best player player I could be. So.
0: Where do you project? I mean, I, I you're going to be able to tell me better than, uh, than I could find on some recruiting site. Are you more? I mean, I know you're an interior guy, but I mean, are you a center? Are you a guard? Where do you project with
10: this? Yeah, team? I've, um, I never really played too much guard, but I, I've really been centered um, my high school career. So I'm uh, planning on center, but I'll play guard or center, whatever they want me to play. So.
0: And Logan Jones is an interesting story. Converted to. Uh, Uh, the offensive side of the football was a defensive lineman when he got here, but his predecessor, Tyler Linderbaum was such a success story. He's a young guy. We don't talk about a whole lot. You know, center is kind of an unheralded position in football, as you know, Josh, but as uh, a good friend of mine, coach Don Patterson, we do post game coverage with him for Iowa football games. Don has said on a number of occasions, there's only two guys that handle the football every snap on offense. And that's the center and the quarterback. So like, I mean, it is an unheralded position, but you're going to a place that has had some really remarkable success. Austin Blythe's another success story that came out of Iowa, ended up being a really good offensive lineman in the league, played center at Iowa. How much trust do you have in Kirk Ferentz as an offensive line guy to uh, develop you into a potential NFL guy?
10: Oh, I mean, tons of trust. I know Coach Ferentz was was the offensive line coach. Um, I mean, he's been there for 20-plus years, and so then you got Coach Barnett. I mean, my coach is like, can't say enough about how good of a coach he is because they have had a long, they had a long relationship with him, and yeah, I just, um, it's funny because we do like the same, the same like offensive drills, like uh, blocking drills that that Iowa does. We kind of base our our scheme off their scheme, uh, and like run blocking drills wise. So I'm just like, uh, I'm I'm confident and I'm excited just to uh, just to get it started. So I, I definitely trust trust in the coaches and trust in everything they do.
0: Okay Howard in the chat uh, apparently looked up some of the stats of your uh, your team. He says uh, you helped the Griffins to a 13-1 record, uh, over 2,200 uh, rushing yards, nearly 1,700 receiving yards, 45 total touchdowns. That's pretty productive. Yep, yep. <laughs> Talk about your high school experience.
10: Oh, man. Um, well, sophomore year, I, I started out ours well, freshman year was like the COVID year, so we only got six games. But then sophomore year, I started on varsity. We went nine and three, so it was it was a solid season. I mean, we lost in the quarterfinals, but um, and then our my junior year, we really bounced back. We went thirteen and one. We lost in the state championship game, but I mean it was definitely the most fun game I played in. And again, last year we went to state, but we lost again. But I mean, pretty pretty good. Pretty um, I think it's the first time, and it's the first time in program history at my high school that we went back to back to state. They never done that before. So it's, uh, it's definitely cool.
0: Can you talk a little bit about George Barnett? Um, here's a guy who I I can tell you, and regardless of criticism in the line has been steadily making progress, but you know, there's obviously need and and you're going to come in and compete for some playing time. But by all accounts, everybody I've ever talked to about George Barnett raves about what a human, great human being he is uh, and a great coach. And, uh, I think I'm okay saying this because I know it's been said as a comparison, Tim Polisek, who just recently got the head coaching job at North Dakota State. He was a previous line coach here. I can tell you on good authority that he was kind of known to be a, a yeller and a screamer. And I understand there's a place for that at times. And that can work in certain settings. But by all accounts, Coach Barnett is just a man's man. He's going to talk to you uh, like he's your like you're his child, and but also like the adult that you are. Um, He's just a well-respected guy. Can you talk a little bit about how you've gotten to know Coach Barnett?
10: Yeah, so, I mean, first time I met him was – actually, the first time I met him was summer – or I went to a camp. He invited me to camp after – it was going into my junior season. That's when I really met him. And then he started – he was, like, recruiting me from there on out. Um, And then he came in January after my football season. And um, what I really like about Coach Barnett is he's, like, super straightforward. He's super honest. Um, he's not gonna BS you, and like you know, you have some college coaches that will kind of like BS you. Like, you come here, you're gonna start right away or whatever. Like, he's never said that to me. Like, obviously, gotta work for what I what I want. And um, I remember, like, the week before I got my my scholarship offer, he told me he's like, um, we gotta look if there's another um, scholarship offer for interior offensive lineman. If there is, you're our next guy up. And a week later, he got me an offer. You know, sometimes you just don't know with coaches, like, what they're going to do. And he was just being, like, he was just just being straight up honest. And, like, that's what I I, uh, love about him because, like, you can always trust him. He's got your back. And you just got to, yeah, just trust him, I'd say. But he's a great guy for sure.
0: Excuse me, I'm muted. Uh, I use the term balance when I talk about the rest of this class, Josh um between what we have what you have up front with guys like uh yourself will nolan um i mean just across the board and then you look at skill position spots um we just had a conversation with michael bird i'm really high in the tight end room you're led by a guy in james resar who was wanted by a lot of major schools power five schools just a lot of balance across the 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 offense in this class have you grown close to anybody in particular any of your future teammates uh, yeah,
10: for sure. All, all the linemen, Bodie, um, Cody and Will. I mean, we have a group chat. We text a couple times a week. Um, and then I've really been talking to Gavin Hoffman cause, uh, me and him are planning on re- enrolling early. So, um, I've been really, t- I've been really close with him and yeah, the quarterback, two Jays are, um, and yeah, mainly just the linemen, you know, we just talk probably three times a week, just text the group chat, to see how we're doing. So.
0: Uh, again, uh, just a really phenomenal uh, young group of uh, offensive linemen. And I, the one thing that I, I have questions about moving forward. Um, Josh is this group that's currently playing up front for Iowa. You got an announcement recently from Nick DeYoung that he's returning for another year, but in general, like there's going to be opportunity, not saying that there won't be opportunity next year, but in a couple of years, there's going to be so much turnover with a lot of these guys that have been a part of the rotation for quite some time. Um, are you a guy that, I mean, you obviously want to play right away, but how do you kind of view the process ahead that maybe involves a year of learning and developing and getting bigger, getting stronger?
10: Yep. So, I mean, obviously, you know, if I'm planning on playing center or guard, I mean, Logan Jones, he, I think he has two more years of eligibility. Uh, he might even go one more year, but, you know, we'll just see how it works out. I'm just planning. I'm just really trying to focus on myself right now. Just uh, when I get there, just focus on development and uh, just being the best that I could be personally. And like whatever happens just falls into place. I'm just going to trust the coaches and uh, just do what they say. And uh, whatever happens, happens, and everything should fall into place.
0: I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up Cody Fox, another really good young prospect who's been committed to this class forever. Uh, He's officially signed as well. Um, And uh, Bowie McCaslin, I think you mentioned him. Uh, a minute ago, so uh, really a great group of young guys that uh, are going to be able to compete and, and help this team up front. Was there any like as far as the uh, the new offensive coordinator? I know, you know, you're you got a lot of confidence, I'm sure, in George Barnett and Kirk, because Coach Ference is an offensive line guy himself. But was there any question when the, the change came down uh, that you were locked in as a Hawk?
10: No, there was no question. I mean, I was in my dream school. It's the only school I wanted. I mean, I, I could have waited right after my offer to get, you know, other Big Ten offers, but I, I, I committed right on spot. I mean, it was my dream college, and I, I know there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, I, I trust this program. I know they've been through a lot of adversity, and they just, even this season, you could tell, like, see, they've been through a lot of adversity, and they just fought back, and they had outstanding season, and that they're playing a bowl game. So, um, yeah, no, there's never been a doubt in my mind, and uh, I just trust this program with, with everything I got, so.
0: Josh Janowski out of uh, Frankfurt, Illinois. Uh, Josh, congratulations. Big day thank for you. you. You'll never forget this day. And I know you'll have gr- you'll pr- be creating great memories over the next three to five years. Um, regardless of how long you're at Iowa, this is going to be a day that goes down in history in, in your book of life. So congratulations on, on the signing, and uh, we'll look forward to talking with you. Congratulations on enrolling early. That's good news. We'll yeah. see you here uh, next couple of months. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. Josh Janowski out of Frankfurt, uh, Illinois, officially a Hawkeye and um, appreciate everybody being here. Uh, Lemansky, same thing. I said, yeah, great that he's enrolling early. Um, so Gavin Hoffman, unofficial list. And I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask Tom Cakert, to um, some of the people in the chat. <laughs> okay. I'm going to ask Tom Cakert um, when he comes on here, we're going to get Tom Cakert on here in a little bit, but I'm going to ask Tom about uh, guys that he knows are enrolling early. Cause again, As of right now, what I know uh, to be the case is Gavin Hoffman and now Josh Janowski. So, um, anyways, uh, before we get to um, our next caller, we've got Jansen on hold. Um, I'm going to throw it over to Kyle real quick. Kyle, (laughs) (laughs) reaction? I'm trying not to react to the chat. chat Just just ignore the chat for a second. But uh, Just another well-spoken young man who... You yeah, know, go absolutely. through his list, didn't have a whole lot of m- high major attention, at least at the time of his uh, offer and commitment. And I say that at the time because I think of a guy like Marco Linez. He had told me, and we had him on the show, he told me that, hey, I had an offer from Minnesota come in later. You know, teams are trying to flip guys all the time. And that may not be re- you know reported at these major um, recruiting sites. And is, is it fair to say that, you know, at times you're going to have – schools probably offer a prospect like Josh after the fact because they know that Iowa knows how to evaluate offensive linemen
7: yeah absolutely same same with tight end or any defensive position I'm sure you could go back and look at any number of guys and see that there's a, a trend of Iowa kind of being ahead of the curve on some of those guys whether or not they actually end up at Iowa um, between those guys either Liking Iowa's evaluation or them maybe shooting for recruits that don't end up choosing them and then having to scramble.
0: All right. Please keep the chat clean. All right. Please keep the chat clean. Uh, Kyle, you're our moderator. You're supposed to be moderating. Do you know what moderating means? I'm,
7: uh, <laughs> well, I'm currently on StreamYard. Uh, did, have you, have you made my, my, this account, a moderating account or am I still, is it still on the, on the other account?
0: Are you not on the, you're not, uh, I'm on my golf account right now, I think. Oh, okay. So, well, we can, we can do that, but, uh, yeah. And Erica, I know you help you offered to help moderating. I'm not intentionally saying no to you. I just, <laughs> I just have not gotten around to adding you or, um, Okay, all right. We're we're gonna we're going to we're going to uh, throw a timeout in here, please, uh, Jessica. Please, uh, my guess is it's not really someone named Jessica. That's my Absolutely guess. Absolutely. I... Uh, anyways, please, I, I'm not gonna have you know sexually provocative comments about our athletes on in the chat. I mean, it's just we can't have that. So it's uh,
7: ruining, ruining the fun for everyone else.
0: Yes, please. Um, so. <laughs> I, I didn't block you, but I did put you in a timeout, like we do with our our children when the children are acting up. So, uh, <laughs> isn't that funny how YouTube gives you the StreamYard YouTube give you the option of putting somebody in a timeout? <laughs> timeout for 300 seconds to think about what they've done. What I want is an in between option. It, it goes straight from timeout to banning. I would rather somebody. I would rather <laughs> have timeout, or you can ground them. <laughs> because like grounding could be like oh i ground them for you're grounded for a week you're grounded for a couple of days i don't want it to just be 30 minutes or whatever it is be but, interested
7: to see what the uh rate of people is once you ground them for a week do they still come back and
0: do their thing <laughs> i noticed some people you know because i really hate banning people like unless people are just getting out completely out of control i really okay we're, we're also going to uh again we're going to put our other little uh, person in uh, a timeout as well. I don't know. You're failing as a moderator. <laughs> I, I didn't even see whoever that was. I didn't see what they commented. I will. Here's what I'll do. I'm going to, I'm going to add you as um, I'm going to add you as the, uh, as a moderator on your other account as well. Okay. but I may not Hourly. be able to get that done. Here's what I need you to do. Can you do me a favor? Uh, and we're about to get to our next athlete, but can you get me, uh, let's see a copy of your YouTube profile and send that to me in the, uh, private chat, if you could please. And then I should be able to do that midstream. Just like the username or your channel. you like your channel URL, like go to your, Oh,
7: okay. Perfect. Yeah. I'll do that.
0: Your channel do that. And, uh, and then we'll add you in. A couple things as he's doing that. Lemansky super chat. Thank you, Lemansky. Great Michael Burke segment. Uh, great example of maturity. Fits the Iowa way. 100% agree with that. D. Roloffson, thank you for the super chat. Beth and Brad should be sponsors as your channel is a recruiting tool for football and basketball. Well, thank you, D. Roloffson. Thanks for keeping us all connected. Let's go Hawks. As it relates to Beth, she's not going to sponsor. Wouldn't that be something at the... I, I don't think Iowa can... Iowa can't endorse... <laughs> start start being a sponsor of a show like this, but um, that's something that you know maybe the swarm would consider. I don't know. I, I love having Brad on the show. I know we get a lot of a lot of attention. People love when we have Brad Heinrichs on the show, and and I, you know, I do enjoy. a Big part of this show is staying connected with Hawkeyes of the future. And uh, before I start doing this show, I'll admit, Kyle, I was not a huge recruiting guy, but it's the stories that kind of you know get me invested that I love, and um, so you know, hearing about some of these young people. Um, and, and, you know, I, I just looked down the list of guys that uh, have entered the league over the past three or four years. Tyrell Linderbaum, small town kid from Solon, Drew Campbell, um, another small town kid from eastern Iowa. You have, I mean, Cooper DeGene, O-A-B-C-I-G, who's going to be a first round draft pick. Like, it's just incredible. And so th- those are the stories that you love hearing and hearing about a, a person's upbringing. And um, not just with football, but, but across the landscape, I mean, Keegan and Chris Murray are perfect examples of that.
7: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: So uh, I remember meeting
7: both of those guys when they came to, <clears throat> I think buying his seniors in high school and getting to talk to them. And it's like, man, this is, it's, it's very, very cool. I think, cause I, like I've said to you, I don't, I'm not obsessed with the keeping up with the recruiting and whatnot, but I think it's more so fun to look back on the kids that were not heralded and where they came from. And then, you know, where they end up now in terms of like a Cooper DeGene or a Jack Campbell or any of those guys that were small town Iowa kids that just weren't cared about by a lot of those recruiting sites.
0: All right. looks like I'm going to be able to add you as a moderator. Excuse me. Cool. Uh, Right now, I think. Let's see see here. Uh, um, There you are. Kyle Spence, golf. All right. You should be there. I'm, I'm curious to see uh, once we get our next athlete and I boot you out. And I know you got to get going at some point, but uh, I'm curious to see if it's if it shows up midstream. Uh, Lomansky, appreciate the super chat here. If Kyle is our young Eddie Podolak, Corey, are you comfortable being Dolphin? Um, I am not Dolphin. <laughs> I like Gary Dolphin. Good guy. Really good guy. I'm glad he's a part of the fantastic guy. Great yeah. guy part of the Hawkeye phrase still. Uh, Corey, uh, are you about to talk to, are you going to talk to resar? I just, just so everybody's aware, I invited every prospect onto the show and we only have four hours. So, I mean, a lot of this is just timing, scheduling, trying to cram everybody in, but um, I will admit I, I, I was not able to get all 21 recruits. I did get, I I, can, I just share this real quick. I did get a response from our guy. I believe it's pronounced Reese Dakin our punter from down under. And um, yes. Yeah. I think he'd be comfortable with me saying this. Uh, he, I think, again, I think he'd be comfortable with me sharing this. This isn't a private message, but uh, his response to uh, my uh, request was, he says, I can't say much of the moment, mate. I wish I could, but uh, I'll be coming to Iowa in January. So I, I didn't mention him in the free. He is enrolling early. So now you have, again, by my count, Josh Janowski, Gavin Hoffman, and uh, Mr. Dakin from down under. Um, so uh, there's three guys, and they're going to need. I mean, I don't know how important it is that a punter gets to school that early, but he's going to be the starting punter next year. So, like, there's a guarantee, like, he's a freshman who's, gonna, unless something yeah. happens, he is going to be the starter. Um, they got the kid from. What, Iowa Western or Sioux City. Uh, I can't remember what the kid's name, but they got got him right before, right before the season started. as kind of a liability policy to Tory Taylor. But this guy's the real deal. I mean, you see video of him punting. You see that video of that 50-plus yard punt where it hangs in the air for like 5.6 seconds? Yeah.
7: It, was, <laughs> it looked like a kite. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> was fantastic. I think it's great for him. I mean, not so much for the position necessarily, but obviously coming from that far away is a huge life adjustment. So I'm glad he's getting here early to at least kind of, I mean, if he, if he gets here in June, you know, I'm sure he'd be fine too, but, um, a lot of, a lot of change coming from Australia to Iowa city, I'm sure. So
0: also just real quickly. Yes, please. Uh, I'm not going to, as of right now, I'm not going to block anybody else, but please keep the, uh, well, I'm gonna put anybody that makes any comment about politics in a timeout as well. We, we've said this before: <laughs> not getting into politics, social issues, racism—none of this stuff. We're not—we're not going down that road. That's not what this show's about. So, um, anyways, just please keep it about sports and uh, away from the controversial stuff. Anyways, um, okay. Uh, before we get to our next question, I had a question from Flan Squad Gaming. Uh, Before we get to our next athlete, I do want to take a moment to give a shout out to Ascent Nutrition. They are with us uh, before we get to this comment from Flying Squad Gaming. Um, Again, thank you to Josh Janowski for jumping on the show here a couple moments ago. Let's give a shout out to Ascent Nutrition and so many different products to benefit your health. And, uh, you know, we talk about their coffee. It's mold and mycotoxin free. And you can buy it with a special coat of Hawkeyes for 15% off your order. And uh, so many of these products go well with one another. For instance, their Algae Oil DHA and uh, their Lion's Mane Mushroom Powder. Perhaps it's their uh, Humic and Fulvic Acid um, or their Pine Pollen Tincture. So many different things. Read about all the benefits at GoAscentNutrition.com. Uh, go and their mushroom powders, which include the uh, Lion's Mane Mushroom, go great with Yogurt, smoothies, granola, juices, all kinds of different things um, can help your overall gut health, your immune system health. And again, you'll get 10% off and you can get a special deal if you subscribe and save. Um, Again, visit GoAscentNutrition.com. This is owned by a former Hawkeye, Lance Shuttler, who is an Iowa graduate. Start your ascent today with Ascent Nutrition. All right. All right. Let's go back to that comment. Flan Squad Gaming, where's an easy place to see all the recruits at Iowa and other schools? Um, well, I'll give a shout-out to our friends over at ON3, You can go there to look at the uh, Iowa commitment list, But you can also go through. We've got a playlist here from the Hawkeye of the Storm, a recruiting playlist where I try to add every single recruiting update that we have here, whether it be transfer portal, high school recruiting, signing, etc. All of that is um, all that is included. So if you want to check it out, go to uh, the uh, channel name and, and look under playlists under recruiting. But again, HawkeyeReport.com on three. They do a great job over there. Uh, question here from Wilbur. This is an easy one. What's your favorite product from them? Well, I think this is an easy one because people know how much I love coffee. Uh, I am a coffee drinker. I've turned, in, turned myself into more of a uh, espresso guy. But they've got great coffee and I don't know, I'm, I would never consider myself to be a, a savant or a connoisseur, but um, there is something about their coffee that just tastes pure. And, and obviously, you know, it's pure because it doesn't, it's not treated with the molds and mycotoxins that some of your name brand coffees and, and uh, grounds are treated with. So um, definitely their coffee. That's where I would start, Wilbur. If you're new to set Nutrition, you want to try their products out, uh, start with the coffee. And, um, you know, work your way up, but to see if you notice a difference just in your activity, your, your, uh, attention span during the day, your, your, your energy, all those things, so many different benefits, but definitely do your research, go to go do your research on which product best suits you and any product purchase with our code Hawkeyes benefits the show. So just keep that in mind as well. Is it a 10%
7: off if you use your code as well? Or uh, what
0: is 15%, it? Off. 15%, 15% off 15% off. Perfect. Yep, fifteen percent off for uh, for what we have with the scent nutrition, and then also fifteen percent off for for Iowa Smokehouse with our post game coverage. So, okay, um, They use okay, that mind to-
7: main mushroom stuff at some point, you could mention it to me.
0: Yeah, I, I've got I've got a little canister right next to me right here. Um, thank you, Wilbur. Yes, please uh, definitely. <laughs> if you're a coffee drinker, I, I don't want to force anybody into being a coffee drinker. <laughs> used to be a coffee drinker, and then all of a sudden you start getting up early and having longer days. You start relying more on coffee. Um I told you I've saved a lot of money by buying an espresso machine and yeah. um yeah you know that's one one reason to uh to uh make some some changes in your your life choices save money but also to save your health because as you know boy you can if you start relying on your your name brand of anything or your uh your fast food restaurants for coffee in the morning or your coffee joints boy you can you're going to be hurting your pocketbook and hurting your, <laughs> your body a little bit. So anyways, yeah. enough on that rant. Um, let's get back to our discussion here. So I believe we've got an athlete that, um, I'm not sure if we're, is having an issue with the link. Um, while I'm doing this, while I'm addressing uh, this, uh, signee, who's supposed to be jumping on here any second, there was a question for you, Kyle in the chat. Ben wants to know if you can analyze his golf swing.
7: I would say I probably can. Um, I don't know if it's appearing in the comments or probably if you scroll back to the comments, but working on some social media of my own. So if you send me a DM on Instagram at Kyle Spence Golf or um, I'm on TikTok as well. I'm more active on Instagram and YouTube, but send me a DM with the with the video and we can, we can talk about it. Well, it's always a good time of year to be doing that kind of stuff because got a little bit of a break to kind of plan for next year and and figure out what you want to change in your game.
0: And we've got uh, for anybody that doesn't know, we have a post game show for foot or excuse me for basketball. Um, Iowa post game with Coach Gary Close and a special edition this evening because we've got Jess Settles, former Hawkeye Jess Settles, jumping on the show. So that should be fun. Always fun when Jess uh, jumps <laughs> on the live shows. Um, Specifically, Jess and Gary together. (laughs) And And Jess is what I've been told. Jess is calling the game tonight at Carver. So, yeah. Um, Martin in the chat, he says, uh, you have to respect the caliber of young men that join the program every year. We may not be the best of anything in college football. I'd take our character of our players and staff over anyone. I will say this, not to nitpick with that comment, Martin, but uh, I think it's fair to say I was the best at developing tight ends right now. I mean, I know Miami and Notre Dame have, you know, maybe laid stakes to that claim in the past, but uh, not now. Not, now. Yeah, <laughs> not now. Not now. I don't
7: wanna I don't wanna hear anybody talk about any other school as tight in you with the with the NFL production going on right now.
0: They also have the best punter in the country this year. They have been really good with developing linebackers. Like that's the one position where you talk about, well, I always been in the conversation for tight end you, O line you, you know, some have even tinkered with DBU. I know there's a lot of schools that produce really good corners and safeties, but the future, I mean, what we see with Seth Wallace and this group, not just with, um, not just with Jack Campbell, but with Jay Higgins, with Nick Jackson, boy, uh, they're producing uh, linebackers out the wazoo. We'll see if Nick Jackson gets to come back. I don't know that he definitely is coming back. I know that their request was made at the NCAA to grant him an extra availability based on circumstances, Back at his old school at Virginia, but uh, you're absolutely right, uh, Martin. The, the caliber of young people, but also guys that come from very humble, modest backgrounds, and uh, you know they've they've uh, worked hard to get where they are, and that's what makes this show gratifying. Uh, I think we got our next athlete on here, Kyle. So I'll I'll bump you out, but um, we'll hopefully talk to you. If We don't talk to you here in a little bit. We'll definitely talk to you after the post game or during post game coverage tonight. So yeah, okay. Thanks, Kyle. All right, Um, we have got our next athlete here joining us, and we welcome, let's see if I can get the correct banner here to accompany our discussion with Mr. Rashad Godfrey. Rashad, welcome.
11: What's up? Hi. Thank you. What's up? How are you? Oh, I'm good. Just got home, just spending time with the family after this big day.
0: Yeah, talk talk about this day, man. This is a, a long time coming, but what's it what's it like to officially be a Hawkeye?
11: Um, I'm excited. Um, I feel like it's just starting. Like as a kid I always wanted to like go to college and like this like a big goal for me in life. So now I'm just ready to get started and get down there and work. I feel like I'm it's just starting a new journey. I gotta go down there and work and compete. I'm just ready to get started.
0: Are you in Florida
5: right now, sir?
11: Yes. <laughs> you're wearing yep, socks. Yep. It's a little <laughs> it's a little windy. I just threw it on because this really like the only hat I have for Iowa.
0: Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. man, like if you're wearing a what's the what's the temperature right now in uh, in Sefner? I think like forty five. Okay, 45, yeah. Actually, that's not that much warmer than it is here. It's We've had unseasonably warm weather, but you know all about the uh, the cold weather in Iowa. Um, how long have you been in that? Have you <laughs> grown up
10: in the state of Florida?
0: Yes. Born and raised Tampa, Florida. Okay. So what's it going to be like going to the cold weather to play football?
11: Um, I'm going to have to get used to it, for sure. But I feel like it helped me out in the long run. Like, if I go to an NFL team or something like, they might want me playing different weather and stuff. So that's a, like a plus for me.
0: And I'm just curious, uh, do you know anybody on the current Iowa roster? I know Jarrett Bowie's a Tampa kid. He's from Jesuit. Do you know Jarrett?
9: Yes, yes.
11: Actually, when I went down there, I was actually with him. Like we spent some time together. I like just kicking
0: me. Okay. Was, did he tell you anything about the transition, what that was like for him? Anything to get you prepared? Oh,
1: yeah.
11: He, he really likes it. He was like, he was kind of like, when we talked, he kind of gave me an extra push to why I like Iowa. So, like, yeah, he would tell me that he liked it. Um, It feels like family. So, yeah, now I'm starting to get the feeling of it. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Talk about what went into this decision, Rashad. I mean, um, Iowa, of course, wasn't your only offer. You had opportunities other places. But why did you settle on the University of Iowa? So I
11: went on an official visit in the summer. And I was down there with my mom, my uncle. And I, when I went down there, they were just showing so much love. Um, it wasn't; They wasn't trying to be flashy with Lamborghinis and stuff. It was just all genuine love. And, like, it just felt like home. I went, to, it was no, I seen that it was no distractions down there. It was just somewhere that I can focus and just play football. And then Phil Parker, he was, he's one of the top defensive coordinators in college football. So I was like, i love to play for him. And yeah, it's just a brotherhood down there. And a, I wanted to be a part of it.
0: He's the. Top defensive coordinator in the country, right? He's the top yep. assistant coach in the country. Yep, for sure. So, I mean, I had a conversation earlier with Michael Burt, who's also a part of the 23 class or 24 class, uh, Rashad. And, you know, I was undisputably right now tight end university, but boy, uh, Bill Parker is, has uh, given Iowa fans reason for optimism with any young prospect that comes into that DB room. Um, how much confidence do yep. you have in him to develop your skill set?
11: I, I always tell him, I, I put it on Twitter all the time. Every time when he uh, won the award, I was saying that he, I've been saying he's the GOAT. I, th- I have a lot of confidence in him. I feel like he can develop me in a lot of ways, like learning coverage. I've never, I already know a lot of coverage, but I feel like he can break it down to me. Like when I had meetings with him, he was able to tell me a lot of stuff to help me out. So, like. Yeah, I, I had a lot
0: of confidence in I'm looking through your, your list here, Richard. You had a pretty lengthy list of schools that offered, Jimmy. You. Mean, you talk about from mm-hmm. almost coast to coast, where you're talking about Kansas State or Boston College. Uh, you had a Duke mm-hmm. offer. Um, you know, you Louisville came in on you. You had North Dakota State as a power at the FCS level. You had Oregon State. You had the hometown school in South Florida. Was there a close second, or was this once you got that Iowa offer and you made it to Iowa City and you saw the kind of the home – Feel that, that the Hawks offered was that kind of fit.
11: Um, it was. I before I went to Iowa, I was like going to camps and stuff. So I was talking to different coaches, and one day Coach Betts had called with me because he's a full recruiter, and we were just talking. And I was like, "Oh yeah, I'll for sure, have to get down there." Because he was just telling me about down there, like how like I'm moving up on the board and that. He really likes me and stuff. So I got down there, and I I just fell in love with it. Um, yeah, I just fell in love. It was just Gene went down there. Everybody else was just trying to, like, bribe me or, like, trying to get me down there to be, like, a start, like, a bench player or something. They didn't want me. To, they just wanted me to come compete in mid-bench. Here I have an opportunity if I come work hard.
0: And, Rashad, are you a natural safety or corner?
11: I feel like I can play both. Either either one, I, I got a lot of offers as a corner. So I just started playing safety this year because a lot of colleges are like my size at safety. So I tried it, and I ended up liking it a lot. So yeah.
0: So you're, you're versatile. Um, it, I look at it someone your size and with the Iowa defense, I'm curious if you've had discussions about this or thought about it. Iowa mm-hmm. kind of plays this 4-2-5 with this prototypical cash, if you will. If He guys like a money hooker. Sebastian Castro has been a revelation with that defense this season. Geno mm-hmm. Stone. I mean, go down the list. Dane Belton. Is that a position <laughs> you can see yourself playing kind of a hybrid linebacker safety type of role?
11: Um. Yes, I was talking to – I actually was talking to Coach uh, Parker about that. He said that he's going to probably try to me at corner and a bit safety like to see where he likes me because he said he liked me at both places, but he's going to have me out of the set position. But he said he going to try me at nickel, corner, and safety to see whatever he likes me at. But I'm willing to play at all.
0: Well, you're in good hands as far as somebody being able to um, evaluate you and figure out where you best fit, uh, Rashad. So uh, Doc and Doc P. in the chat wants to know, one of our viewers wants to know, if you're in any relation to Charles Gottfried.
11: <laughs> <laughs> I get that question all the time. Oh, no, I'm not. I actually, I actually, somebody just asked me that today. I get that question almost every day.
0: He wouldn't be a bad one to I mean he's not a bad one to share your last name with. He was a pretty good baller himself. Yeah. So uh, Rashad Godfrey and am I am I right? Are these numbers correct on the screen, Rashad, that you're six two one eighty five? Is that about correct? Yes. Six
11: two one eighty five.
0: Well Rashad, we're we're super happy. We're stoked for you. When do you get to Iowa City? Um I'll come down in June. Okay.
11: Yeah, I, well, uh, I run track and stuff, so I'm gonna stay for track and then I'll get down there.
0: What's your uh, well, you brought up track. I should ask you, what are your uh, what's your 100 meter time like?
11: I never really ran one, okay, but like people say because I'll I do hurdles, okay, so like I know that's different, so a lot of people don't know that. Like when they ask me, they just ask me what my 100 meter be, but. I do hurdles, so I never really ran it. But if I ran it, it probably be like a ten-seven.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, Rashad, we appreciate you being a part of the show. Uh, thank you for taking the time mm-hmm. this afternoon. Congratulations, sure. uh, sir. Thank you. This is a big thank day for you, and uh, you know, I, I know you'll uh, you'll enjoy your time in Iowa City. It'll be a change being part of the cold weather and a totally different type of city and, and environment. <laughs> but. Uh, you're in good hands with coach Parker and we'll look forward to talking with you probably at media day next August. Yes, sure, Sure. Okay. Thanks. Rashad. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Rashad Godfrey out of uh Sefner, Florida, no relation to Charles Godfrey, but uh, boy, again, I, I've said that several times. He is uh, in good hands with Phil Parker. Right. And uh, look at the young guys that have emerged over the past two seasons. Deshaun Lee was a late ad in the 22 class. Remember he was the one late ad. I say late ad, like the prototypical traditional, I keep using the pr- prototypical, like <laughs> traditional signing day is typically in what, February? And he was the one guy they signed in February two two cycles ago. So, you know, you kind of think, well, you know, he's going to add some depth and maybe he'll mix in eventually as he, you know, maybe gets to be an upperclassman and learn some. He was playing as a, a you know, a redshirt freshman this year. He was starting. He started First couple weeks of the season with Jamari Harris out. So young guys, especially a DB can play right away. And, you know, when they're getting taught by guys like Phil Parker, you just never know. Like, yeah, you look at the offer list of Rashad Godfrey. You're like, okay, this, this, this guy's got some offers. He's, he's been wanted by a lot of power five programs, but I don't, if he had, if he had an offer from Iowa and an offer from, you know, one other offer from Louisiana Lafayette, I'd say, well, Phil Parker knows what he's doing. I mean, you just got to have confidence in, in his track record. And uh, he won the, the Broyles Award for a reason. And, uh, again, congratulations to Rashad Godfrey. 6'2", 185 DB out of Sefner, Florida, which is uh, Tampa area. And, again, Iowa's done some good things. I was mentioning in the chat earlier. Jarrett Bowie was from Tampa. Um, he, uh, of course, will be a sophomore this next year, his second year in college. Lemanski. From Tyler Barnes, 20 signed, a couple more possible, 10 walk-ons waiting on six-player decisions on coming back or leaving. Okay, yeah, there was. A, I know there was a Zoom press conference. Unfortunately, was not able to be a part of that because we're doing this four-hour marathon stream about signing day. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that will be, if it's not already posted, it'll be posted later on the University of Iowa's site. And we expect to have Tom Cakert of HawkeyeReport.com joining us here in a little bit so stay tuned for that and we're not done with our iowa athletes i don't think it has been a full afternoon we're three quarters through uh here from the hawkeye of the storm again thank you uh lomansky for the super chat and ben uh thank you for the super chat here he this is actually directed over to kyle he says kyle the golf swing dm is sent this is for your advice okay well uh, duly noted and um we'll make sure that gets to the right place, Ben. Thank you. Uh, if Kyle's watching this, check your DMS, Kyle. And, um, thank you for the support of the show, Ben. All right. Um, uh, let's go to our chat here before we get to our next athlete. Uh, our phone line is open folks. Uh, we've got a, a brief period here where if you want to call in, you can do so. Um, but, uh, call in now or forever, hold your peace. We had a caller on hold just a little bit ago that, uh, didn't want to wait around, I guess. The Numbers on the bottom ticker, 515-635-1601. 515-635-1601. If you have questions or observations about this class, about Iowa football, about recruiting, or about the transfer portal, or about the offensive coordinator search, anything works. This is a football show this afternoon. We'll have a basketball show later today. This is our annual edition of our signing day special. Uh, this year, it fall, fell on the 20th of December. I think last year it was the 21st. So it's always a fun time being able to talk about uh, Iowa recruiting. Thank you Rough Riders uh, return Rough Rider returns. Appreciate the compliment. Also Doc P. Um I do my best, so thank you for being here. And again, wouldn't be possible without the uh, athletes and uh, personalities that we get on the show uh, all the time. So uh, thank you to everybody who has been here over the last 3 hours and the people that'll hopefully be here in the next hour. This is normally the time folks, 3, three hours into any stream, all right? This is normally the time where I start hitting a wall. All right. So just if I start really struggling here, it's because there's, you know, the lights are flickering upstairs. Um, I mean, here's the deal. Like this is, this is not an insult to the show, other shows out there, but like you listen to a radio show that lasts three or four hours, you're going to have how many minutes of ads. I mean, we, you have our sponsors there do, but And I haven't been to the bathroom in three hours. (laughs) So so hopefully people appreciate that. I mean, it it is what it is. But uh, yes, hopefully, Erica, this show is making work go by a lot faster for a lot of people. Hawkeye Howard. um, He says, who is the mystery candidate for OC? Well, we have a second. So we might as well discuss this. Um, The mystery candidate for OC. Well, that's exactly who he is, uh, Hawkeye Howard. He's a mystery candidate. So that information is not for public consumption yet but i think it's pretty clear it's been stated it's been reported and it is accurate paul Christ is up for the job joe philbin's up for the job and uh, uh, ludwig from utah is up for the job as well how about this uh jess lee two three Corey, longtime watcher from new york city love 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 your stuff easily my favorite iowa sports reporter keep it up well thank you jess i do appreciate that that's a such a nice compliment thank you for for being here and for complimenting the show and good to know that there are iowa fans out in new york city i've actually got some friends that are heading out your way for the next week so thank you uh, for that compliment appreciate you being here each and every show Lomansky. um let's see that's not the question i saw oh uh pitch any chance that bill belichick is the mystery uh i think he meant ice uh, oc um i don't believe so um Bill Belichick is not one of the four candidates. I can say that with pretty, pretty much uh, staunch confidence. Um, now, never say never. Uh, I am not. I don't even know who that fourth mystery person is. I've been told that that is being kept on the down low, like completely. We'll make that clear. I'm not holding back. I'm saying it is not for public consumption right now. That's been made clear to me. Um, my sources, who I rely on for information on a regular, have told me. It's just, they, they. it's really being kept on the down low. So take that for what you will. But um, it sounds like it's certainly an interesting number. Or excuse me, an interesting um, candidate. I'll, I'll say that. Uh, Michigan versus the world. Anywhere, Anyone know where I can order beef sticks from Iowa through the mail? Yes, just go down to our uh, description, uh, Michigan. Michigan versus the world. And you'll be able to find the... Uh, you will be able to find the, uh, the link for uh, Iowa smokehouse. So uh, again, iowasmokehouse.com. And if, and when I know Hawkeye Howard keeps asking the question, if, and when I'm given the information or I'm told who that, that last candidate is, and I'm told it can be shared to the public. I'm not going to hold back from sharing it with everybody on here. Um, but, uh, you know, again, we'll, we'll find out soon enough. I mean, I think this decision, we'll get a decision here in the next three weeks, I would guess. And, um, you know, Kirk's been working through this list. He's been making calls, having conversations. And um, I don't think this process will drag on into February. And, and Kirk basically said as much here a couple of days ago that this will be a, a January decision, January hire. I know a lot of people want Ryan Grubb. That's going to be a, a that's a big, uh, big ask big bat to swing, if you will. Um, And I would, I I would agree with you, Erica, don't hold your breath on that. Uh, I just got a message actually from one of our recruits here a second ago um, that said he's running just a little bit late. So um, we'll see if, if uh, he'll get here soon. Let me just send a text over to Boy, it's great to have just silence, especially on the podcast. Well, won't that be nice? People think the podcast stream just dropped off. Um, that's what you get in a four hour live stream. It's not going to, I can't just talk for four hours straight. I can come close, but I can't quite pull that off. I guess a couple things before we, uh, while we're waiting for our next athlete, and again, feel free to call in numbers on the bottom of your, of your screen. Also, you can uh, throw in a question in the chat. But um, a couple things before we move on. Um, Feel free to to browse our merch store down uh, in our description. There's a link to our our merch and apparel in our description from the Hawkeye of the Storm on Spreadshop. You can check out all the products that uh, we offer with our logo and uh, uh, some custom gear. Also, subscribe if you've not done so. I know a lot of people, 200 people watching right now. I do appreciate that support. Even during the workday, that is much appreciated. Maybe you you work from home. That's always a luxury to have. But uh, regardless, thank you for being here. Hit the like button before you leave, too. And don't leave yet. We got another hour here. But uh, please hit that thumbs up button. It does help us in the algorithm. And as I've said countless times, if you are interested in sponsoring any of our coverage uh, or would like to help us expand our coverage, reach out to me from the eye of the storm at outlook.com. That's from the eye of the storm at outlook.com to inquire about sponsorship. I am available on Twitter and Instagram at from the Hawkeye. At from the Hawkeye on Twitter and Instagram. From the Hawkeye of the Storm on Facebook. Please, please, please share the show on social media. In fact, super easy to do. Just hit that little share link. And uh, on, if you're on the YouTube app or just copy the URL and share it to whatever platforms you like to uh, to use. And uh, word of mouth is very powerful. Social media can be very powerful. Please, uh, please help us in the algorithm and help us to expand what we're doing here throughout the offseason and through the season. All right, uh, before we get to our next athlete who should be joining us here at some point in the near future, Michael wants to know, what time will Tom be on? <laughs> oh, look at that! You just, I mean, just you're just there. You're just ready at all times, Tom. I'm like a genie. I just, oh, my goodness. You know, uh, well, Tom, uh, it's good to see you. Um it's you, know, you. You're three hours into a live stream, you're begging for someone else to come on to talk with. <laughs> so, uh, no, so it, you've it's got, fun. You've had a cavalcade of athletes come on. It, it's been a fun few hours. It always is. Um, and I know it's a busy day for you and your team. Um, you got to talk with Kirk uh, earlier this afternoon. I guess before we get to what Kirk had to say and what Tyler Barnes had to say, w- how would you sum up this class? I use the term balance, and I know that's kind of a cliche, especially with Iowa classes, but there's no... F- you know, Xavier Womper, or Caden Proctor in this class, but a really, a, I think a lot of underrated prospects, which is what you would expect from Iowa.
4: I would call it solid without drama. How does that sound? Sounds good. <laughs> good. Without, without any, I mean, Tyler Barnes said um, usually he doesn't sleep well basically before the night before, and there was just no drama with it. He slept, slept like a baby last night, you know, and that's a positive for for iowa that they were you know they this class it's really remarkable in a lot of ways because it was essentially done that last weekend in june when they got commitments basically on that visit from 10 guys to go with the 11 that they had they only missed out on one uh, the lucas kid who ended up going to wisconsin and and then they just held on to everybody, even with a little turmoil on the offensive side of the football, with Brian being let go the uh, middle of the year, uh, but still being around. But you know, essentially, there was going to be a new OC. But he's Tyler said they just communicated with the guys on the offensive side with what was going on and how, how things were going to be and when they were going to make decisions on the offensive coordinator and. Everybody's stuck together, and that's pretty remarkable in this day and age.
0: And, I, I mean, it's amazing, and I, I'm sure Tyler, part of Tyler's comments about no drama, you know, it, it comes a year removed from what happened last year with Caden Proctor, so certainly that's got to be kind of lingering, yeah. unfortunately. But um, who's the most underrated kid? You've probably been asked this before, but who's the biggest dark horse in this class, <laughs> in your opinion?
4: Jalen Watson. Okay, good answer. Um, Just because, you know, I think he was really productive as a high school player and really did well. And I think he's got a chance to, I think he's going to fit well with Phil Parker and wants to be coached by Phil Parker because he could have went other places and probably played wide receiver and done uh, done some different things with his career. And he's just deciding... I'm just going to go to Iowa and play defensive back for this guy who keeps putting guy in the NFL. And um, he'll understand what it's like to be at Iowa because he's been around it and he can ask his uncle, <laughs> you know, he can ask Fred Russell what it's like. And I think that's helpful. And I would, it wouldn't shock me if, I'm not saying he's going to start, but I, it, would, it wouldn't shock me if he got playing time to, this fall you know depending on what happens at corner uh, with cooper and with uh jamari it was interesting the other thing tyler said was uh that he's basically been recruiting six guys yeah to stay and that's a, that's a, you know people want him to be in the portal he's like no i'm going to recruit these six guys that i want to stay right They'll, they'll be in a scholarship hell for a little bit, at least, but they think it'll work itself out. But, you know, Iowa football is better if they've got Jay Higgins and Luke Lachey and Cooper DeGene and guys like that, you know.
0: And I've had so many people ask, I'm sure you've had probably even more sure. time, who's Iowa going to grab in the portal? Who are they going after? They don't have
4: any scholarships. I mean, unless yeah. these guys leave, they don't have scholarships, right? Yeah, that's that's right um you know if those guys left then i think they're you know then then you start looking at the portal i think they'd like to add a defensive back um i think they would like to do that a corner specifically um i think they would you know like to to add some depth at wide receiver perhaps if they could um but i you know I don't know. It's going to depend on what what they keep as to what the needs are, too. You know, if Cooper goes to the NFL, and I think he probably will and should, uh, but if Jamari decides to move on, too, then it's, boy, you probably got to go get a corner then. You know, somebody with experience, I think that would be helpful. And they probably got some guys that they're in mind. um, The kid who went to bc last year that that i think it's washington alex washington maybe um you know he's back in the portal i don't know if he's made any decisions yet but um maybe they go fishing with him a little bit um we'll see you know they they go a lot of directions uh if they have spots right now it's just what he'd do you know everybody else gets to play in the portal sandbox but iowa because they're keeping too many guys yeah Tyler did say Tyler did say one thing and I thought it was funny because I I already knew this he's going to be glad when the portal years are done because it just it creates too much um uncertainty with his numbers you know and when he's when you're dealing without the COVID thing when you know hey this guy is done done you can have more certainty with your numbers both for looking for portal and for your your scholarship numbers so uh, for your um, for the, the the recruiting classes the traditional recruiting classes um grain in the chat says uh,
0: tk with a fresh knee uh,
4: uh, I, I, I do got got
0: got my stitches out today that was that was my big day and ben says you thought kaker was the embodiment of journalistic integrity with one knee
4: imagine him with two good knees uh, nah. You don't have two don't. good knees, Tom. I don't. My other, my, actually, the the <laughs> one that got worked on is my good knee. The other one's got the other one. I need. The, they tell me I need to get replaced, but I'm not going to do that yet. Yeah.
0: Um, Michael wants to know if you think any more Hawkeyes will hop in the portal, perhaps right
4: after the bowl game. That's uh, Tyler brought that up today. He goes, you know, there could. He didn't. He he wasn't saying it was going to happen, but he said, hey you could see guys hop in the portal after after uh the bowl game wouldn't be a shock happened last year with carson may you know he jumped in the portal in january Um, and then he said they'll probably traditionally there's three or four guys that leave the program uh during the spring you know or after spring or sometime in that time frame there'll be three or four more guys that leave so He's not super concerned about the number, but, you know, if all those six guys come back, they're pushing like 90, you know? Yeah. It's just, uh, it's tough. Tom, what's the latest
0: on the uh, request for eligibility
4: for Nick Jackson? Have you heard anything on that front? I've not heard anything on that, um, but I think he's got to make a decision fairly soon because I think he's... I think the Super Bowl would like to have him come play in that game. So I think they've got to have some kind of roster certainty with the, who, who they're going to invite. So I think he's coming to a, to a tipping point there where he's got to decide, do I want to keep... It would be nice, perhaps, if the NCAA just gave him an answer. He may just have to make a decision without an answer, which would be typical of the NCAA. So what does that look like? If he makes a decision without an answer... I mean, what's but the time what line? I mean is he'd probably just say, Okay, I gotta go and I'm gonna go to the senior bowl. Sure, but yeah. I thought Riley Moss had committed to the senior bowl before he didn't go, so I don't know. Maybe you can wiggle out of that. I don't know, right?
0: Well, I, I, uh, I understand from Nick's senior bowl aside, I understand wanting to know if it's even an option before you. Are forced to make a decision because
4: you know you i'm hoping we get to talk next week down in orlando at some point we'll get to talk to nick and find out where his head's at and uh but i think some of these guys it seemed like the other day that jay higgins was leaning towards making an announcement sometime this week maybe he's going to do it at christmas you know maybe he'll have uh have his dad there do some hawk 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 and do a video or something you know That'd be cl- that'd be great. Would love it. This is a question for you, Tom. Probably not a fair question because you know, guys <laughs> just don't
0: don't develop like you expect them to. Dallas Cradith was yeah. a four star out of the St. Louis area. You know they've done pretty well down there. I mean, Joseph Anderson is one. Zach Ortworth came and played this year, but uh, Dallas Cradith, by all accounts, based on what I know, is a really good
4: young man. And Indiana yeah, great guy. Transferring out and just didn't, just didn't work out at Iowa. And you know he was a good teammate. Good guy um, played his four years and then uh, moved on. I think he moved on, maybe like Kent Kent State, or exactly something like right. that. I think.
0: Yep, Kent State. And I, he did log some stats, but
4: they were modest. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. They, they've gotten some good players. I mean, shoot, Adrian Claiborne, hell of a ball player. You know, um, uh, Don Shumpert uh, was was out of there. Um, uh, Christian Kirksey pretty good player out of st. Louis so they've gotten some good players out of st. Louis over the years let me give you a couple observations I have Tom and then I'll let you slide I know
0: you got a, a basketball <laughs> game to get to yeah. here and uh, we, we I think we have a couple more recruits hopping on here but uh, just a couple observations for me and you can comment if you if you have any um, I know there's the tape is limited there's you know a few highlight clips but uh, Dakin from down under uh, as I'm calling it <laughs> Uh, this guy is uh based on early reviews uh, and word of mouth and the little clips we've seen he's going to be ready to play right away
4: uh, how important was it for them to to be able to get yeah. him yeah huge um and i think pro kick likes to send their best guys to iowa now after they saw what how the reception for torrey taylor and how Tory taylor was treated the last 4 years so i think uh the the there's a great relationship between um the the Hawkeyes and uh Pro Kick Australia. And that's a good thing to have, by the way, because that place is churning out some guys. And when I see vip of that dude punting it and having five second hang time, I mean that's like uh pretty pretty good, you know, really good. I think,
0: you know <clears throat> we refer to Iowa's tight end you deservedly so. Um Phil Parker's done a great job developing DBs, obviously oh. there've been stretches of terrific offensive line production. I think the one position that, that maybe people don't credit Iowa enough with as it relates to development. And and maybe we're going to see the, the results of that, the fruits of that here in the next couple of years, but man, what they're doing with linebackers right now is really impressive. And you got to right. give Seth Wallace a lot of credit and they have slow, I mean, very quietly built a young core Next year, Tom, I know that, you know, we'll see if you get Jay Higgins and Nick Jackson back. Obviously, that'd be phenomenal. But, I mean, you think about the names. Carson Shire, Aiden Hall, Ben Keeter, um, Cam Buffington. Uh, Jaden uh, Harrell. Jaden Harrell. Um, Derek Weisskopf. I mean, there's a lot of talent in that room. And, I mean, Nick Jackson, I mean, we had Brad Heinrichs on here a couple weeks ago, and and he talked about how Nick's family feels about Seth Wallace and the staff, and they just love him. Yeah. Uh, this linebacker room is going to be good for a while, as long as they keep Seth Wallace here.
4: Yep. And that's, that's a challenge right now. Um, you know, if you read the reports out of Minneapolis, uh, it sounds like uh, he's the apple of PJ eye right now, as PJ is looking for a DC after Joe Rossi left for, um, for, for Michigan state. So, um hopefully Iowa can hold on to him I mean you know Seth has had opportunities 100 I can tell you that he has had opportunities to be a defensive coordinator uh it just hasn't worked out in the past but it gets harder and harder to look past that even going to work for you know a guy like PJ Fleck uh one other thing speaking of coordinators that um that Kirk said today he opened his thing and he kind of walked back some of his remarks from the other day regarding coordinators that we all kind of took, like he he talked about speaking to three people. He was just talking like, I spoke to three people. It wasn't he talked to three people who he was interviewing as offensive coordinator, uh, potential candidates. So he kind of clarified himself there. Um, doesn't mean that any of those guys were candidates. I you could say they were, but he walked it back. And he also walked back the uh what what all of us thought was the shot at, at Scott Frost about a guy who came in putting up all kinds of offensive numbers. He was a little bit edgy in that interview. Yes. Oh yeah. This is I, I love Salty Kirk and he was ready to unload some more stuff and then he just didn't. And that bummed me up. Because I maybe I'm maybe we'll get him uh There's not a lot of people around. Maybe we'll get him one of those days down in Orlando when we can get him, get him churn a little bit after practice. Those are always my favorites when he gives us a little, little stuff when it's just a couple of us that are there uh, down in Orlando.
0: Tom, again, continuing with this class, uh, defensive linemen, they've got some more raw guys. I mean, I mean, Devon Kennedy, uh, Joseph Anderson, chima chineke i am from. so
4: excited about both those guys now i think chineke is probably the tackle eventually um seth or, or uh, tyler talked about how he goes his his hand basically went to my elbow kind of thing he was just like just a massive kid just big just physically this sounded like a de-tackle to me yeah um and then I'm really super intrigued. I asked Tyler about about um, Kennedy and and uh, uh, Anderson specifically, just because those guys are really unique athletes—long limbed, athletic—and you're looking at Anderson run the one ten hurdles and, uh, and and state champion at that size, you know, or state contender in that size, and Kennedy being more of a basketball player for most of his athletic career and just picking up football, but you can't deny the bloodlines with his dad being a a terrific player at Penn State. Um, Just, you just think about those guys getting into the weight program, putting on 40 pounds in two years and unleashing them where they don't lose any of their speed and quickness and quick twitch, but they're, um, they're able to, um, you know, get to the quarterback there. I've kind of termed it like, Like Chauncey Golson kind of uh, starter kits with both those guys, where they're just interesting prospects. And but I think their upside might be higher than Chauncey's. And you still got young guys who kind of I don't know
0: carved out that at least that uh, expectation that perhaps they can be um, like a Chauncey or even like you said a little bit higher ceiling. I think about Brian Allen Jr. when we saw flashes of him. And Kenneth Merriweather is still on this roster. He's got a yeah, lot of he's another one, athleticism and, and unique raw talent. Uh, and then, real quickly, because I know you got to get going and we got to move on here too. I, I love this tight end class between Gavin Hoffman and, and Michael Burke. Yeah. Really strong. Um, you know, I hope the best. Yeah, Gavin's got all. a chance
4: to play right away, especially if Luke Lachey goes to the NFL. Um, I think Gavin's got a shot to play because he's coming in early. So he's you know he's going to enroll in January. So he'll have time to get in the weight program and, 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 uh, um, start to take to blocking, <laughs> which I'm probably, I'm sure he probably hasn't done a ton of, uh, at the high school level. So as long as he takes to blocking, he's got a chance to be, you know, third tight end, fourth tight end, maybe next year, depending on what Luke does. And, um, I like the running back,
0: uh, duo. Uh, I don't know what the latest on Brevin's uh, injury is. will
4: yeah, be fine. Um, uh, Tyler compared Williams to LaShawn Daniels, which I like. I like to hear that yeah, that's that's a nice that's a nice back,
0: you know um we had Rashad Godfrey on earlier, really uh, I, I love these stories. you know, the kids that are coming from far away states uh-huh. and um you know, gets to play for Phil Parker. Great stories. He's eternally grateful for that opportunity. and then, um you mentioned jalen watson i mean i think receiver is still a question mark you, know, you get kj parker and reese and who are two totally different types of receivers yes. but i mean the expectation is that you get and uh, hopefully you get caleb brown back again next year with seth anderson um with a jacob bostic that's hopefully can stay healthy, healthy. yeah yeah healthy jacob bostick knock on wood and then um you know Jared Bowie played a little bit as a freshman and then you get a couple other young guys in Dayton Howard and and Moda they're young there but opportunity knocks and hopefully with a new OC the passing game taking a step forward do you anticipate any other changes with the offensive staff besides i mean it depends on who Kirk it depends, hires it right? depends
4: on it depends on who he hires because he may have a a old star candidate but that candidate may say i need to bring in my my own whatever coach you know I want to bring this guy with me. He's been my guy. He understands me on the offensive side and he may have that, you know, I don't know if they, if they, any of the candidates have that kind of pull, but it wouldn't shock me if there's, you know, maybe a staff change or two. Um, that just seems natural that that might happen. And then finally,
0: the only other position that we really didn't (laughs) hit, um, you know, I have some question marks about tackle, offensive tackle. I mean, we can talk about that another day. You get Bodie yeah. McCaslin. They didn't do a whole lot in this class.
4: Um, they- I, like, I like combining the last two classes of offensive linemen. I think you've got the core group for a really good offensive line a couple years down the road with these last two classes when you, you know, Layton Jones and um, Blauk and those guys from last year. Right. Uh, uh, Cannon Leonard. I saw those guys all walking off the field the other day at practice and boy big big yeah and i don't sell will nolan short i mean he's considered a no no, he's good he's good I, i i think they've got like a good though that two classes um you kind of put those together that's a that's a nice little puzzle that you can you can say boy that's a there's some future there you got a center with jones and you've got you know, some tackle potential there and, and some some mauling kind of guards.
0: And Tom, uh, last question, and we'll, uh, we've got Chima yeah. Chinakay in the chat, and I know you got to get good to Iowa city. Erica has a question for you here. Thank you for the super chat, Lamayn. Uh-huh. He says Salty Kirk, my favorite coach, too. Usually, <laughs> uh, Erica Thanks wants you. to know, you know anything about Ethan? How do you pronounce that last name,
4: Tom? I have no idea
0: okay <laughs> well uh she says we, that i would just got a, a new uh preferred walk-on so
4: um. awesome they, i think they, they've got like i think tyler said they had 10 i just i haven't seen the list yet so okay. um i i don't i know some of them like like uh graham Eben, uh who's with uh and I mean, he's coming in um a kid from north scott um uh Jurdy or Girardi. He's he's very good. Um, really good athlete. He's the classic four years from now, he's gonna be the starting safety for Iowa kind of guy. You know, Brett Greenwood, Quinn Schulte. Um a lot of these kids, you know. A lot of these Jay kids Moss, you know, of these guys
0: have had opportunities to go play, you know, at a G five or an FCS school on scholarship. And, you know, Graham Eben, I don't know what his list looked like, but uh He's a solid prospect, right? I mean, I don't know exactly where he projects at the next level.
4: Yeah, Erica, I'm not seeing that name on the list. So, um, he must have just popped on. We just—they sent out a list of uh, the walk-ons, and uh, he was not on there yet. So, I will—we'll uh, have to dig deep. We'll find out. I do see it.
0: Uh, he just committed 42 minutes ago. Okay. Um, as a defensive lineman, so uh, from okay.
4: Lincoln Sh- Lincolnshire,
0: Illinois. All right.
4: I know they offered him uh, a power wa- power preferred walk on um, last week. I remember seeing uh, a tweet from him uh, that Seth Wallace had offered him. So good. Yeah, and it
0: looks like again, go down the list. He's got a bunch of had a bunch of FCS offers, including South Dakota State, reigning national champions. So uh, yeah, congratulations to him and all the. Uh, all the water. Bet on yourself. Bet on yourself. Yep. Always bet on yourself. Uh, Tom, appreciate you jumping on. Tom Caker, okay. HawkeyReport.com. Tom, uh, hopefully we'll get to talk to you later. We got Jess Settles coming on the show later. So it's all. I'll drink
4: Jess up to press row. Okay, sounds good. I'll, drag, you, I'll drag the
0: big fellow Okay, sounds good. Thank all you. Right. Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com. Check out uh, his team's work over at on three. All right, we're rolling along uh, through our final, oh, now we're into our final half hour. We got about 220 people still on with us. Appreciate everybody being here. We've got our next athlete on our line. Let's throw it over to, I'm not even going to try to pronounce this young man's last name. He's going to have to tell me. Chima Chinike. Am I anywhere close? Can you hear me, Chima? I think he just froze. We just lost Chima. Okay. Well, either either he's frozen or he really uh, felt disrespected by how I uh, pronounced his last name. Um, this young man has got uh, a future. He has got size at 6'5", 240. Tom was talking about him earlier, and um, he's just a big guy. Um Let's see if we can get Chima back in. I think maybe having some network issues. Let's see if Chima's with us. Are you with us, Chima? Oh, I promise you, it's not my internet this time, folks. So <laughs> let's just uh, let's just hang tight. Uh, Hawkeye Howard, thank you for reminding everybody to hit the like button if you're uh, if you're here. He'll try to get his internet fixed and then hopefully come back. And um I was talking about Chima. He he is a big kid at 6'5, uh, 240. Tom said, you know, he he wouldn't be shocked if Chima ends up playing on the inside. Yeah, I mean, like Chauncey Golson, I don't know what he's doing with the Cowboys right now, but he carved out a nice career at Iowa. Um, big kid, really good knack for getting to the ball. And just the power that I remember seeing from Chima, it, just the strength and power um from Chima Chenike. Um, in watching him um was impressive uh, i remember when watching him when he initially committed hawkeye howard thank you for this these numbers look at hawkeye howard contributing to the show with all these stats uh, recorded 48 tackles eight tackles for loss five and a half sacks for a panthers team that went six and five in his senior season from plano east down in texas and uh, the one texas recruit that iowa added as a uh, scholarship player let's go over to chima see if we got chima chima can you hear me Yeah, i'm hear you. I
6: can hear you. Okay. Am I'm sorry I, about I, that that's my fault
0: no you're you're good man and i just want to make sure am i pronouncing your name correctly uh, what'd you say oh, oh, i said hey. chima chineke uh, Shima chineke yeah chineke oh chineke okay <laughs> <laughs> perfect well first of all tell me about that name i mean what's what's your family's background and i, I i've never heard that name before
6: Oh uh, well, uh, it means God. My Chineke means God, and then uh, my first name Chima means God knows. So. okay, it's Nigerian. I'm, I'm my family's from Nigeria. It's a Nigerian uh, name.
0: Okay, so family's from Nigeria. When so, have you lived in the U.S. your whole life? Then,
6: yeah, I've uh, lived in. I grew. I was. I was born in Dallas. So I've lived uh, in the United States my whole life.
0: All right, so uh, I'll just give you a background a little bit on on this show, Chima we have during uh, football season we have a post game show with a former Iowa offensive coordinator his name's Don Patterson he is from Dallas he actually uh, coached back in 1979 he was uh, coaching with coach Hayden Fry at North Texas up in Denton mm-hmm. and what he used to say when he got to Iowa and he coached with with John Hayden Fry they used to recruit kids from your area of the of the uh, country and mm-hmm. he would tell them hey come to Iowa because the Iowa Hawkeyes are to the state like the Dallas Cowboys are to the U S have you, did they sell that to you at all when, when you were being recruited, but it it is the truth. Iowa is what we have up here.
6: Yeah, I I believe that. They they didn't really say that, but you know, I believe it. I definitely believe it.
0: So talk about your decision. Why, why Iowa? Um, I mean, Kelvin Bell has done a tremendous job. Obviously Phil Parker is the best of the best Mm. as a coordinator is concerned, but you're going to be working with some, some bright individuals.
6: Oh, uh, I mean, it all just came down to a relationship. You know, they really believed in me. You know, when I first went on that visit in March, you know, it really, really felt like this is a place where I can develop and be better at. Surrounded by great people, great coaches, a great program. Obviously, it's uh, my, some of my coaches were even saying, like, Chima, you should have committed as soon as you got the offer. Like, it's a D line factory. And clearly, you know, they send people to the NFL every year, especially in my position. So, I mean, it was kind of a no brainer. Where do
0: you, uh, where do you, See yourself in a couple of years. Are you more of an inside guy, or do you think you'll stay out on the edge? Uh, I think I'll, I'll stay out on the edge. Uh, I, mean, well,
6: I, mo- most programs were recruiting me saw so I me mean, as edge. Only real program that said like I'd move to the interior was, was Kansas. But yeah, I think I'd st- I'm going to stay on the edge.
0: And uh, yeah, I mean, you look at through your recruiting list, wide variety of schools from the Big Twelve, from the Pac-12, from the SEC, and the Big Ten. How many schools did you ultimately consider, and i I don't know your background as far as visits. What was your recruiting process like?
6: Uh, I mean i uh, my first offer was from Texas Tech uh, back last year in March uh, and ever since then, I didn't get any offers uh until Iowa offered me, and then that's when everything started coming in uh and then I kind of like took into account like which schools I wanted to kind of narrow it down to focus on Texas Tech, Iowa. Vanderbilt, uh, Kansas, and Oklahoma State. I took all those visits, uh, kind of realized like, kind of like, you know, like discretion, like which school would I see myself best in? And it really came down to uh, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, Iowa, and Kansas. And uh, Texas Tech, they wanted to play outside backer. You know, that's also that something that really intrigued me because I always wanted to play outside backer, but – my school doesn't let me. I don't know why, but uh, uh, and then yeah, it really came down to that. And then uh, Kansas actually was my dream school ever since I was young. So when they offered me, I really want to go, and then they said I'd be playing D tackle, and I was like, I kind of shifted my decision. And then it came down to Iowa, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State, really great program. But uh, I think Iowa was superior. I think it definitely is a better fit for me, scheme wise and uh, development wise. and I feel like they believe in me, you know, a lot earlier than Oklahoma State did. And then ultimately it came down to picking Iowa.
0: And so you, I mean, based on what you just described to me, one of the reasons you're not going to Kansas is because you want to play D-end. Is that fair?
6: Yeah, yeah, definitely want to stay outside, uh, stay on the edge. I feel like that's where I can be most impactful.
0: Okay, that's good. That's good information to know. Um, you're, what I saw on tape when I watched you after you committed, I mean, you're one of the, the, the later commits to this class, one of the later additions to this class. When I watched you on tape, Chima, I mean, I just saw power. And your burst to, to the quarterback, you, you know, y- your strength is going to be something that I would think, even at a young age, is going to give you a chance to be on the field early, whether it be defensive line, special teams. Iowa is losing quite a bit up front, um, whether it be Joe Evans, who has been a dog, back there in this defense but you lose Ontario Thompson you lose Noah Shannon you lose um, I mean just go down the list Logan Lee on the interior and I get you're an edge guy but um, what's your mindset as far as uh, playing time to the field like you know obviously you're gonna have guys ahead of you but are you someone who's just like hey I'm gonna put my head down and if I get in on special teams I'm just gonna show out and it'll all fall in place
6: Definitely. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not a big guy, you know,
0: especially playing at this uh, the high level, especially something like the Big Ten.
6: I want to get in uh, any chance I can as early as I can, you know, uh, even if it's not immediate, I'll be fine with that as long as I'm developing, getting better. And uh, I mean, if it's special teams, they put me on special teams, I'll play special teams, you know, give it everything I have. If I'm on the edge, if they put me inside, it doesn't matter. I just want to play. That's all it's about.
0: Do you have a former Iowa player, or maybe even just a former NFL or a current NFL player that you kind of emulate your style after?
6: Oh uh, well, c- current NFL player emulating style is probably Nick Bosa and Miles Garrett. I Like I steal a lot of my game, like from them. Kind of Nick Bosa, he has this little track stance with the one arm cocked I kind of implemented that. You know, figured out why he does and everything. And then Miles Garrett, I mean, he's just big, strong, fast guy made in a lab. Try to emulate my game off him too. So,
0: how big kid would you think you'll be? Do you know, as far as weight is concerned? Mm, honestly, that's a good question. Uh, I honestly, don't know. I guess we'll have to see. And you are you? Is it fair to say you're about two forty at at the moment? Actually, uh, I'm like I'm a, like I'm barely two thirty right now.
6: Okay. Uh, I, yeah, when I was two forty, it was uh, during uh, all those visits in the summer, and I'll. A y'all was just, I was eating a lot, you know, visits every week, just a bunch of food and it got me to 240. But for the most part of the season, I've been like 225, 230.
0: See, I thought eating a lot of food at certain points of the year was like only an Iowa thing when it got real <laughs> cold, but you're down in the, I mean, I don't know it's not always hot in Dallas. What's, what's the weather like in Plano right now?
6: I mean, it's, it's like in the forties, it's getting a little colder, okay. but honestly it's, it can be anything. I mean, tomorrow it can be eighty degrees for all I know.
0: It's pretty, it's pretty bipolar here. You' gonna miss the big city. Uh,
6: yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll miss it eventually. You know?
0: yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you you've been to Iowa City. What, what's your what are your takeaways from your visit? It's awesome. it's beautiful. I mean, the first time I saw it,
6: when I was looking at at the night, especially when I was in uh, Iowa City downtown, it was amazing great city. I heard it's like a top five college game day town. I mean, it's a place to be, you know, fans are great. Everything's great. I love it.
0: I am really impressed with, and I said this to Tom Cakert of, of Hawkeye report before you jumped on Chima, like this group between you and, uh, you know, Devon Kennedy. And then you look at, uh, Joseph Anderson, just a lot of raw athleticism. Like you guys, bring a lot of strength a lot of length a lot of athleticism some things that you just can't teach Mm -hmm. and um how has that helped you in your career i mean obviously you've had to put in a ton of work to get where you're at but you you do have length that you can't teach how has that helped you
6: uh you know at first when i was a younger obviously i knew i had like long arms long body parts but i never really knew didn't know how to like utilize them until you know i had a coach Eventually come in, you know, he kind of taught me how to use, like, my God-given, like, everything to my ability. And then once I got that, it started clicking. That's why I started playing a lot better and, you know, not just relying on pure athleticism, which is kind of what I did my freshman, sophomore year. I just kind of just relied on my athleticism, everything, all that. But once I learned how to, like, use my long arms to my advantage, it's come a long way, and it's only going to get better from here.
0: What's your relationship like with Kelvin Bell?
6: It's great. I mean – the guy's amazing. I, uh, I I've seen the way he coaches. I love his development, his ideas. I love his ideologies too. You know, he's not just focused on putting us in the league. He's also focused on making us better people. And I really appreciate about that. You know, I really appreciate that about a coach.
0: Absolutely, and, and nothing but rave reviews. Everybody I ask. I mean, I think about conversations I had a year ago at this time, different class, same response about Kelvin Bell. And um, so Chima, we, we look forward to your, I'm assuming you're getting to Iowa city in June. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome to the fray. Congratulations on the big day and on um, signing and, and making this thing official. And uh, we'll look forward to chatting with you probably at media day next August. Sounds good. All right. Thank you, sir. Appreciate right, the interview. No Chima Chinike out of Plano East. Yes, a lot warmer down there typically, but boy, uh, we talked to Rashad Godfrey down in Florida, who said it was like 40 down there. Chima said it was like 40 down there and it's 40 here. <laughs> so in fact, actually, uh, let's see 41. So is it like the same temperature everywhere in the country right now? I think that's the case. Look at the forecast, man. There's a lot of rain coming our way, but forties and fifties over the next week, I'm loving the, uh, the warmer weather, but, uh, Certainly colder weather ahead. Chima Cheneke of Plano, Texas. Again, congratulations to Chima. Chima, excuse me. Man, I'm butchering names today. Again, we're four hours, almost four hours into this thing. Uh, Esther, I'm doing good, Esther. Thank you for being here. Appreciate that. And um, I, uh, like I said, I'm almost to my four-hour mark where I'll be able to, to lock off and get ready for our postgame show with Jess Settles and Gary Close here in a little bit. Um. All right. Uh, a couple things here. Let's see. We got the super chat. We got the Erica super chat. let to see if there's anything else. Okay. Um, well, before I think we've got, I believe we've got one more athlete set to, to jump on here during our last 15 minutes of the show. Again, we've had a great show and I, I want to just send a, a special thank you to uh, everyone who's, been able to jump on here, whether it be Kyle or or any of our athletes. Um, I was surprised we've only had a couple callers today, which is fine because we are packed solid with recruiting interviews and we do so many calling shows as it is. But um, thank you to all the athletes that have made this possible this afternoon. Um, I do, before, I think it was before our poor uh, Tom jumped on, we we're talking about uh, different ways to support the show. And I, I didn't finish it. I want to make one more thing clear. If you are interested in supporting the channel through a premium subscription, you can click the join button and you'll get some little perks along the way. You get some early releases of videos and you get a little badge next to your name in a live chat. It's only a few dollars a month, uh, an easy way to uh, regularly support the show. Or you can go to uh, our description and uh, find the donate link and either make it a one time donation or a recurring donation. Um, But again, do that. And also uh, one way you can support our show is through super chats, uh, as we've talked about on a number of occasions. Let's see if we have got our last athlete here. All right. Well, we wait for our last athlete, we got 10 minutes to go here easy Hawkeye. go have a good mug of coffee i think i'll do that i actually think i will do that um i don't like doing coffee this late in the evening but uh I mean, it's not late it's 4 45 it feels a lot later um and i gotta go take care of something between uh between now and the game um esther says i'll be in uh, iowa on friday let's go hawks well welcome to iowa if you uh, come On Friday, Esther, John, while I understand the excitement of the transfer portal, I like to believe a healthy culture where guys typically stay around will ultimately pay dividends for a program like Iowa. Yes, John, I think there needs to be balance with that, right? Like, I think what Iowa did in the portal last year was a must. Imagine if they didn't go to the portal. Look at the portal production they got out of this last cycle. Nick Jackson, Eric All, Cade McNamara, Rusty Feth. I mean, they they had Caleb Brown. They had to use the portal last year. So there is a time and a place for the portal. And I know you're not arguing that, but there has to be balance. It can't just be a black and white look at either one. Um, preferably, I mean, I absolutely agree with Tom Kaker and, and the Iowa coaches when you hear about, you know, we'd rather get guys like Jay Higgins back and guys like even Nick DeYoung, who I know has kind of been polarizing among the fan base because that offensive line has struggled. I would much rather get these experienced guys who are fifth- and sixth-year guys back for an extra year than go to the portal and get an unknown commodity that may or may not work out. But there's a a time and a place for both. Matt says, I think they'll be more active in the portal next year. Um, Yeah, absolutely. They, They will be. And that's basically what Tom said here a little bit ago. They just don't have the scholarships this year. And I didn't expect them to be active in the portal. When the portal window opened, I'm like, okay, we'll see who leaves. But I'm not really anticipating a whole lot of movement in. Now, if a couple of these guys that I expect to come back don't come back, Jamari Harris, Jay Higgins, we'll see what happens with Nick Jackson and NCAA. Then, yeah, it's certainly a possibility. But um, as of right now, as of right now, uh, they just don't have scholarships. And so uh, we'll wait to see who sticks around. And uh, maybe we'll get some portal announcements as well after the bowl game. The portal window remains open for a period of time. All right. Unfortunately, we just got word that uh, our last athlete had something come up, so we'll have to schedule that interview for a different time. That's just totally fine because we do recruiting interviews around the clock here at From the Hawkeye of the Storm. If you're new to this platform, Brad is Branded Thoughts. That is my personal podcast. That's a part of the From the Hawkeye of the Storm platform. We do recruiting interviews all the time, men's and women's basketball, along with football. So stay tuned for that. Turn notifications on. We've got Iowa post game with Coach Gary close this evening. It's a 7 p.m. tip, folks. 7 p.m. tip for Iowa and UMBC. Please subscribe. Please hit the like button on your way out, folks. It's been a fun four hours, as it always is for this special show. If you're interested in sponsoring, again, email me from the Eye of the storm at outlook.com. The show cannot exist without sponsorship from the eye of the storm at outlook.com. Please also follow me on social media. I'm at from the Hawkeye on Twitter and Instagram. I'm from the Hawkeye of the Storm on Facebook. And please shop Amazon with us if you're not uh, already doing so. Everybody shops on Amazon. Use our link in our description and support the show. You can also sign up for a free trial of Aura by means of uh, Aura.com slash Hawkeyes. That is a, a way you can support the show. Again, type in aura.com slash hawkeyes. It's got to have the slash hawkeyes. And make sure you tell them, hey, I heard you from, from the Hawkeye of the storm on YouTube. Again, Aura.com slash Hawkeyes. Protect your information. It's totally free to try their free product. Aura.com slash Hawkeyes. Iowa Floor Covering. Thank you to Iowa Floor Covering down in Bondurant. 515-379-7000. IowaFloorCovering.com. Tile, carpet, and more from Tyler, Ryan, and guys in Bondurant. Also, Randy Engel and Under the Kitchen. Player artwork. Authentic player artwork. Supporting the athletes at large. And the work being done here at from the Hawkeye of the storm and Ascent Nutrition, all their products, including their new spruce soap. Boy, that stuff smells great. I just got some in the mail two days ago. Have not actually used it yet. Smells amazing. They've got so many great products like their coffee, which I'm going to enjoy here soon. Go to GoAscentNutrition.com and use the code Hawkeyes for 15% off your order. That's the code Hawkeyes at 15% off your order. Go Um, it Looks like there was a uh, question in the chat before we get out of here. Esther wants to know about offensive coordinator. No news to report, Esther. Uh, we're going to probably get more information on that over the next couple of weeks, but Kirk is talking to candidates. Again, thank you to everybody for being here during the special edition of Hawkeye Hangout here From the Hawkeye of the Storm. We will talk to you here later tonight with Iowa Postgame following the Hawks and UMBC. Myself, Coach Gary Close, and former Hawkeye, Hawkeye great uh, Jess Settles will be joining us live after the game this evening. Have a great evening, and we'll talk to you in a few hours.